Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc. Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia Stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Inspect All Services offers a wide variety of services to protect your home or business year-round. Covering all the Atlanta metro area with their industry-leading products and services since 1984. Inspect All Services provides a wide range of home services, from crawl space encapsulations to provide comfort and improve the quality of air in your home to attic crawl space insulation with an Energy Star rating to keep you cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So, if you're tired of that musty smell coming from under your home or just simply want to save some money on your bills, then give Inspect All a call today at 770-483-2420. Again, 770-483-2420. Make sure you mention the BS. Why? You're going to receive 10% off your home services needs. Inspect All Pest Services, 770-483-2420. Want to come to a party? The Bailey Show Podcast presents podcast and pours to Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, starting after the UGA game at Tannery Row in Beaufort, Georgia. Live music from The Verb Pipe. I won't be held responsible. Also, the all-veteran band, Distinct Grace, a live DJ, a live recording of the BS, and two Halloween costume contests totaling $1,000 in cash prizes. Dollar store, less is more, Halloween costume contest. $40 early bird ticket price while they last, and $100 for VIP, which includes free food and a drink. Join everyone from the BS Network as we celebrate Halloween, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and Bailey getting fired. That's what's up! More details and to purchase tickets, go to podcastthebs.com. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. (laughs) It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Dude. 
Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. Ah, there it is, episode 97 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio, sponsored by Watkins Law Firm. Contracts, transactions, landlord, tenant disputes, general civil litigation. Tyler Watkins is your guy. Good dude. Watkins Law Firm. Get a hold of them at watkinslawfirm.llc, watkinslawfirm.llc, or 770-648-4009. No Nader Tater, the Vader masturbator. He is in Greece. Uh, he will still have a Mexico moment, thanks to technology, and uh, it's kind of funny because I didn't edit it. I just wanted to keep it the way it was. <laughs> Yeah, we, he forgot, and he sent it to me when he was at the airport in D.C., so <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, but we do have Brandon B-Man Thrasher from Thrasher yeah, Services finally showing up to work. And this new camera makes Nikki D look a little different. Uh, Nikki D is now a 40-some-year-old white male, <laughs> the lead singer of the band Distinct Grace, and goes now by the name. She doesn't want to be called Nikki D anymore. She wants to be called Chuck Lunsford. <laughs> yeah, and, and you told everybody how old I am. 40, I said 40-something. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, just, I, I didn't want to overshoot the boundary, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so good to have you here, Chuck. Thanks for – I'm going to have some guests filling in for some shows as my whole team has abandoned me except for Brandon. Um, so I'm glad you're here. I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah. How excited are you to open up for the Verve Pipe? Um, on a scale from 1 to 10, mm -hmm. let's say 15, you know? I mean, it's that's a it's a pretty big deal. It is a big deal. Um, so what bands like big bands have you guys opened up for? Cuz you guys have been, you know, you you've done a lot of gigs. Yeah, you so rocked them all. So yeah, we we rocked them all no matter how many people are in the audience, even if it's just like uh, you know, loved ones. Um, so I think the uh it's not We've opened for a lot of covers, right? So, like the uh, like I told you, we just opened for the Elton John Experience. Um, we we open for people like that a lot because it's festivals, local things like that, whatever. But I think the coolest, the biggest thing that we ever was able to do is we were doing a charity event in New York, and we were going up there. Uh, that's when Mayor De Blasio was there. They, they were naming a street. We were just playing the 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 event, and we found out that uh, Collective Soul, Three Doors Down, they were in Connecticut, which is like forty five minutes away at Mohegan Sun. So. I called, you know, Will Turpin and I'm like, Hey man, like we're here. Can we come and get a bunch of charity stuff signed for the event to give to the widows? And, uh, he's like, yeah, dude, come on up. So we go up and he's like, come backstage, but don't come backstage before the show. You know, that we're, we're, we're busy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gotta go come after the show. And I'm like, Oh, this is, this is amazing. So we watch collective soul three doors down. Great show. Uh, afterwards we go backstage and hang out with them. Uh, yeah, that was probably my closest rock and roll moment that I've ever had. Um, That's sad. It was, it was, <laughs> Hey, I mean, that was big deal to us, you know, hanging out with three doors again. You know, we talk about the age, those guys, Verve pipe. I mean, that was the nineties, man. That's, that's huge to me. I'd rather hang out with those guys any day than, than some of these more modern bands. Well, see three doors would uh, come across as a two thousands band. And I know Brad pretty well, like from the very beginning. And those ga those guys were launched from a radio station by the name of the Fox in Memphis. Um, I believe no, I mean, it was a smaller town, 
but uh, they still remember, you know, and in great, I've, I've partied numerous times with Brad. I mean, he's sober now, but the, I don't know if he's still, there's a good Brad Arnold story that I like to tell. Well, there's a couple, there's the, the story about when he was on, when, when he was on stage with me with poison <laughs> many moons ago, high as a kite doing his rock. So every rock star lead singer has a rock star move, right? They, they're known for something, you know, Mick Jagger's got the thing and, Brett Michaels has got the thing and, you know, you know, everybody's got a thing. So Brad's is he kind of, he kind of squats down tight core and he has a, a, a ball cap, but the good ball caps where it comes down over the eyes and, uh, and, and you can't see his eyes and he kind of crunches up his shoulders and that's his rock star move. So this was, uh, I think, like um, New Year's or Fourth of July or something. House of Blues. God, I want to say the year is two thousand seven. And Brett said that I could come up and sing nothing but a good time with him. The, this is the second time I've done it. The first time I was a bust. It was embarrassing. I was like, I'm going to do better. But I was so drunk this night. This is the one that we talk about, Brandon, with the one on YouTube that I can't watch with, with Bubba. <laughs> Can't yeah, so Bubba Ray Dudley's with me. Uh, he, he and his wife are, are with me. We're sitting in the Loge, which is the upper section of the House of Blues, and uh, we, you know, we're told like, come down, you know, after this song, and then we'll close it out. Nothing but a good time. And this was Poison. This was you know Bobby, Ricky, and Cece. So we go and we're waiting side stage, and I'm looking around, and there's Edwin McCain with a guitar. And then I see Brad from Three Doors. And I didn't know him well at all at the time. I'd only interviewed him a couple times. And I introduced myself, and he was just high as a kite. And they gave him a microphone. And I was like, why does he get a microphone? I was like, okay. So we go out there, <laughs> and uh, we start the song. I'm so drunk. Uh, I make a fool out of myself. I'm center stage when I should not be. I'm extremely overweight and pale with tapered jeans and an affliction shirt on. Bubba's got his own microphone some, some, for some, somehow he got his own mic stand, which was Bobby Dolls, and Edwin McCain standing behind him. Bubba's not really doing anything, but in the middle of the song, you hear him go, I love you, Fawn! <laughs> that was his wife, like, just out of nowhere. I'll, it is New York. I love you, Fawn! You know, like, I look at him, like, what are you doing? And so I'm singing, and like, I'm trying to get as close to Brett as possible because he's got the other microphone. And he's letting me sing more than he's singing. And I'm like, what am I, like, I didn't think about it until I saw the video, which is up on YouTube, and I never want to see it again. And please don't repost it. Just if you want to watch it and you've never seen it, watch it. But I can't, it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm Googling that so, as soon as we leave here. So Brad is nowhere to be found. He's back by the drum kit doing his rock star move. Like he's just spinning around in circles. Like he was on a, on a, on a spinny thing. He just, just kept spinning around. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? Come on up. And I went and I put my arm around him, and I pulled him up to the front. So there's a shot towards the end when you break the song down. I raise a toast to all of us who are busting it. Well, he goes, busting our ass, and when he does it live every day. So it's me, Brett Michaels, and Brad Arnold. But I look over at Brad. He doesn't know the words. He's been lip syncing this whole time. So every time I talk to him after that, I'd always bring this up and be like, how do you not know nothing but a good time, yeah. dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, aren't you supposed to know every song? You're the lead singer of a band. Like, yeah. Didn't you ever do covers? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so they're good dudes. And, of course, the guys in Collective Soul are great as well. So uh, Podcast and Pours 2, 
uh, Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, immediately following the UGA game. Um, you can show up and watch the UGA game there. It's totally cool, just as long as you have your tickets. And you can have your tickets on your phone or you can print them out, whatever you want to do. Um, then you can stay. But if you don't have tickets, hey, you got to go. What? They may always going to do that. <clears throat> they're going to go watch the game there. Yeah, you should. Yeah. They have like the, the they have so many televisions, but their big screen is like 17 by 14. We were up there the other day doing another walkthrough, and they were just putting out their Halloween decorations. Oh, this is, I got to tell you this. So the, the, the guy that I'm working with over there, um, He's in charge. His name's Mike, and he is, uh, like, he and I are simpatico. Like, we are so on the same. The guy's just smart. He's a smart man. And when I say he's a smart man, not only is he knowledgeable, but he possesses something that's very rare, more rare than the Hope Diamond, common sense. <laughs> he is a forward-thinking, common-sense man, and he's a real man. Why is it? Why do I say he's a real man? Because this dude smokes marble reds. Like, if you smoke marble reds... Cowboy killers, man. Cancer's afraid of you. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's a hardcore cigarette, right? That's that's even more hardcore than the no-filter Pall Malls. Chuck Norris invented those things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Chuck Norris actually killed the marble man <laughs> <laughs> with a karate chop. So, uh, anyway, so we're working together. So, we're, we're walking around, and I wanted to scope out a couple different things. One would be the Haunted Vendor Village. So, I, I already have some... People that are, want to be sponsors, thank you very much. On the website, podcastthebs.com, there's a thing where you can fill out. and It just sends an email to the Bailey Show podcast at Gmail. It's going to be really, really cool. This section, which is off of the concert hall section, uh, is, is huge. It's huge, huge, huge. And there'll be a bar over there, so everybody can go. Obviously, everybody's going to be able to go over there. We'll have the BS tent set up there for merch. Um, I'm getting some new T-shirt designs also, some hoodies and beanies and hats, something that we have not had available other than online, available for you to get that night, which will be pretty cool. I will not have Halliversary shirts at the event. I can't do event shirts because if they don't sell out, then I'm stuck with them and nobody wants them afterwards. But you can get Halliversary merch on our merch shop on podcastthebs.com. Anyway, so every the, the Haunted Vendor Village will have these sponsors, and they'll have their own table, and they can decorate it and be haunted. You know, and I'm trying to find a tarot card reader and all that kind of stuff we'll put over there. Then on the other side is where the VIP is. Now, tickets are $40 as of right now. They will go up here shortly to $50. So I highly suggest you get them. Um, I know a lot of people were waiting. This past Friday was a big ticket day because of payday. I can totally understand. I get it. Um, but thank you for, for purchasing your tickets. The tickets are selling great. This is an event that can sell out, by, by the way. What is the, uh, what is the sellout? What, like if if you like what what is the real sellout? I, I don't know, but I know it can sell out. I mean, because there's only so much space. I mean, you you've played at Tannery Road oh, numerous it's huge. times. It's huge. It's big, but the GA is on the floor, right? And now with the VIP, which those tickets are a hundred bucks, it's a steal. They're actually, <laughs> I'm selling VIP is almost halfway sold out. Actually, it's over halfway sold out. Um, that you, you have an area off the main floor where there's just tons of couches. Very, very cool. You'll have your own bar over there. You get a free drink with the purchase of your VIP ticket. Plus you'll have free food. And now what we've done is the elevated section inside Tannery Row. We're going to keep the tabletops there. So when you want to come out and watch distinct grace, you want to watch the Halloween costume contest. You want to watch the verve pipe. 
you'll have your own area. I mean, we want to make sure you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Uh, and you'll have table service as well, which is, which is way cool. So we're figuring that out. So here's uh, the, with the decorations. Uh, Brandon, you've been to Tanner Row before? Yeah, you've been there. No, I have not. I was looking up pictures. No, I thought you were there when we used to host, because we used to do their Halloween party with the old radio show. Back in the day. Maybe you weren't with us at the time. I don't think so. I don't think I was there yet. Yeah, they used to call the party the paranormal party, uh, and and we would host it. And uh, they haven't done it for the last couple of years because of the pandemic. So it was actually perfect timing that we got together with Tannery Row because they didn't have anything planned yet for Halloween. So I pretty much bi- brought them a built-in event. And it, which is, which is way cool. So, um, the decorations are going to be cool. This place, by the way, if you don't know about Tanner Road, it's been, it's been around BC. I mean, it's been around forever. Some of these ghost shows that you see on travel channel and whatnot, they've gone in there cause it's haunted, which makes the night even that much better. I, and I said to Mike, I go, cause there's this, when you, the, the entrance to, to Tannery Road, it's, it's this kind of long, narrow walkway. And it's got some like cool stuff on the sides and this and this and that. I think they have like this big engine or tank or something there from the train or something. And I was like, how cool would it be if we had little people dressed as clowns running around with toy chainsaws? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any use, little people? I use the word midget, but I think that's I think that's frowned upon. It is, it's frowned Unless upon. Unless it's with wrestling. Well, so funny you say that. They actually have midget wrestling there. They're going to have it there, I think, in the next couple of weeks. And he's got a good relationship with these guys. And he says, done. I can get this done. And I was like, you, yeah. My wife is terrified. She might not even go now. But I'm like, if you're waiting in line and you see these little clowns with toy chainsaws running after you, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, that, you just, I mean, that might be better than the Verve pipe. I got to be honest with you. That's pretty damn cool. And I'm excited about the Verve pipe. And then Mike tells me, he goes, there's one guy that's, you know, a little person with the organization that because of injury no longer wrestles, but he's like a commentator and he's like the ring announcer. He's, 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 he's the OG. This, he says, this guy can sing Metallica like nobody's business. I guess he also has a, like a, a mini Metallica band or something. And I go, he's in, I go, we'll find him a spot to sing Metallica with distinct grace. Absolutely. I, I, I said, Absolutely. I go, I go, I don't, I don't know if I can go to the verve pipe on this one, but I know I can go to distinct grace oh. on this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and so that might be happening. That, that's not a problem. There's, there's only two bands that, that I refuse to cover. Then that's uh, Metallica and ACDC. And it's because when people hear those songs, they want to hear the Hatfield and Johnson, you know, they, they want to hear that voice. Mm-hmm. But now if you bring a little person into the mix, mm-hmm. you know, that changes the whole thing. The now, whole thing. you know, the whole band can play it. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, I give you, little you know, person. little top Hatfield. Little, and, uh, little, and, 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 and it's like, little, little, little James, little James, <laughs> little, James. <laughs> little Jimmy. Uh, so we got the Verve pipe, which I'm very excited about. Uh, a lot of nostalgia, the, the nostalgia, the feels, and people are posting about it. Very excited. Distinct Grace, which we'll get to you guys here in just a second. We'll have a live DJ to fill in the gaps. Uh, we'll have two Halloween costume contests, including... Dollar Store, less is more, Halloween costume contest. There we go. Including that. Um, so, 
thousand uh, dollars cash prizes for both. So it's a five hundred dollar take all. Everybody will get a little something most likely, but it's a five hundred dollar take. I don't want to. No, just get behind everybody, and I'll put my hand up, and you vote. So for the dollar store thing, this is how I want to do it. Uh, I know that we were kicking around the idea on Friday. You know, in the radio days, we would solicit. We would take five, actually seven to eight, knowing that a couple people were going to bail. We usually end up with three or four in the studio because, I mean, it's a lot to ask somebody, you know, to, to come into the radio station during a work week and stuff, plus going to the dollar store, which didn't open up till eight. And it was a big to do, but everybody loved the bit. I loved the bit. I was doing it before I came to Atlanta. Um, I created it back in, in Orlando and I've always just liked the idea. So how do we do this in the podcast world? And for this live event, here's what I'm thinking. And actually, this is what I'm going to do is I'm going to trust you. If you, if you want to put together a costume for the dollar store, less is more Halloween costume contest. And you can bring, you have to bring the receipt and it could be a dollar store, a dollar general. It could be what, you know, five below even. Um, but it's, it's gotta be $10 or less. You go a penny over $10. You're disqualified. Don't even enter. Uh, and it, everything that you buy, you have to use for your costume. You can incorporate other things. Now, uh, the example that I've been giving is if you're going to be a basketball player and you're wearing $250 J's, that's part of your, co- that's not going to work. So you can wear shoes, but the shoes can't be a big part of your costume. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, but now what if, cause this is my idea. What if the band wants to enter and we want to be Devo and we get those uh, buckets, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The, the red buckets. The red buckets. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that legal? If it's, a it's a great $10 idea. a person? It's a great idea. Well, you'd have to also get the yellow plasticky hazard outfits. Oh, uh, I don't Hazmat. think we can afford that. Can't afford that. Well, you'd have to find something. People have been very creative with this. My, still my favorite to this day. I liked, that's how we met Duct Tape Man. You know? Yeah, Duct Tape Man. Yeah. We, uh, Brandon, you can try to get him to come out as duct tape, man. He would be a hit, but I don't think he will. Uh, he doesn't like you very much. Yeah, I know. He doesn't like any of us very much, um, but he definitely doesn't like me. You know, yeah. he's been poisoned by his mother, unfortunately. But that's how we met duct tape, man. He, he entered the contest. He came in, he wrapped himself in duct tape, and he was a superhero. He was duct tape. He was brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. I love that kid. Love, love that kid. I'm so, it hurts me that he hates me so much. It hurts. It kills me when all I wanted to do was help him. And make him a radio superstar. Uh, and that squandered mean, it. And that means poking fun. But I poke fun at myself all the time. It's just part of the it's part of the game. His mother didn't get it. Anyway, there was a woman that spent like less than two dollars one year on graffiti. And she had it hanging out of her pants. She said her normal clothes on, but she had graffiti hanging out of her pants. And I was like, What are you? She goes, I'm a party in my pants fucking brilliant <laughs> i thought that was so funny she didn't win i voted for her i thought that was so funny i was like you spent less than two dollars on graffiti that's it that's smart yeah and that's your costume you know so it's creativity goes a long way we'll do a live recording of the bs there that will begin right after the uga game we'll be the curtain jerker we're going to be the opening act so you know we'll probably keep it to about 30 ish minutes or something just something quick and short and Brandon, I'm going to need you and Def August to break down everything immediately after when we're done. Like after, oh, after recording? Mm-hmm. We're going to do the same thing. We have the tent and the table and the cloth and no, the, the board. Well, the, we'll have the table. We'll have the cloth. We'll, we'll have the board. But the tent will be in the Haunted Vendor Village for the merch. 
So we're not going to have the tent on stage, but we'll have a table that we'll set up beforehand, you know, so be available that Saturday. I'm actually going to get a room. Oh, that's the other thing is I don't have the confirmation on this yet, but we're working on blocking out rooms at the nearby hotel so you can get a discount. You're not going to stay with me? Oh, that's right. You live close by, huh? I live like uh, 10 minutes from there, man. Yeah. Well, maybe I should. Save, yeah, save me a couple of dollars. Hang out all night. Mm. You know, stay up to the wee morning hours. I got to bring all my dogs with me. All uh, right. Yeah. The hotel is uh, the best ones by the Mall of Georgia. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this, whatever hotel that, that, that we're doing is like two minutes away. So it's going to be the best one for whatever price we're getting it at. <laughs> Uh, everybody from the BS Network will be there. Uh, you know, again, podcastthebs.com. Please get your tickets. The weekend was great with tickets. The VIPs are selling very, very fast. Obviously, there's more room for GA. Uh, either one, you're going to have a great time, and I can't wait to see you out there. Uh, I get anxiety when doing live events that they're going to be flops. And I know I've got plenty of time and people have to get babysitters and stuff like this. My wife keeps telling me to calm down. I'm like, it should be sold out already. It should be already sold. I get so worked up about this. That's why I hate doing live events. I like doing them when they're successful and it's over. And I, you know, like, yeah, look at you. You did good. But leading up to it, you know, there's a lot riding on this. I mean, you guys, the verb pipe, Tannery row, the audience, the social media, you know, my people is like Bailey, you put together this party and it flopped. You get, you get stressed out when you don't see the shares going as much as you think you should. So, yeah. like, you're putting on socials, and you're like, wait a minute, why did only yeah. eight of my friends out of the 20 that I called share that? Or over 1,000 people that <laughs> yeah. like the damn page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how, how do we have over 1,000 people and eight likes? And you need 10%, you know? Just give me 10%. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me play some. I, I guess I can play some of your music, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, I, well, I don't know what which one you're playing first, um, but... There's one that has not been released yet. It should it'll be released this weekend. Um, so that'd be great. Or next weekend. Okay, so you guys have a new album coming out. We do. We do. It's called Warren. Warren? Warren. W O R N. Oh, I thought Warren. like Warren, like the special ed kid and something about nope, Mary. No, not that you Warren. You see my baseball? Not Warren. Warren. <laughs> Warren. Warren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I actually played a, a minor role in this album. You did? Yeah. With did. one of the songs. What song is that? So you uh you're actually we actually have your audio for a song that we're coming out with. It's a, a cover of Country Roads. And, uh, it was Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. You have my audio. Yeah, you don't know about this. I was going to talk to you about it later. But yeah, we, <laughs> we took snippets from interviews that we've done in the past. And Please uh, tell me you just have my voice and nobody else. Just your voice, okay, man. You. Just your voice. Um, but it was uh, interviews we've done in the past. And we did it for... Um, it was a, a show we were doing at Smith's Old Bar, and 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 you had interviewed mm-hmm. myself and Doc Todd, a local rapper, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, so we actually put that into the song. Um, that's going to be coming out in a few weeks as well. Um, that's but, amazing. That's the coolest thing. I got to tell you, I've been thanked on bands' albums, like inside the Jewel Case. When I was Shine Down's first album, I was thanked. Thanks, Buckethead. This might be cooler than that. It's pretty cool, man. And the way we we cut it, we make you sound cool. You know, which is <laughs> which is a really accomplishment. I was going to say that's a really difficult thing to do. <laughs> I was talking about the song that you sent. You know, you sent me a couple songs and asked for my opinion. And one of them, I said, "Love this song, but I think you need a black female church type of breakdown." Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about um, "Abandon Me." Mm-hmm. Um, that's a song that's actually on. Uh, it's on everything right now. Um, but that song was the first one we released from the album. It was the it was the first single we gave and we we sent out, and um, we've been we pushed about four or five songs after that um, from the album just because we wanted to get people every week. Hey, there's new music being downloaded, and we could see that people were coming back and they were they were downloading it. So you gave me some great advice on that song. Did you and, take uh, it? I tried. 
Oh. Um, to find, just so you know, to find a voice to do what you wanted it to do, not easy. Didn't Nikki hook it up with the uh, girl? She did. She did. And the girl's voice is amazing. Um, it just wasn't uh, what the band was all signing off on going, man, this is oh, this is Whitney Houston. You they, know, and, and They and, didn't like my idea. Um, they liked the idea, but they were like, look, we don't have time to find the right voice. Let's push it out without the voice. So, so that, that song has actually been released without, um, your idea. However, we're trying to use your idea for another one because we do like the idea. It's about finding the right, it's about finding the voice, man. And it's not easy. I understand that. So here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. We're going to re-release the album and call it the Golden Scissors Studio Sessions. And we're going to do it the way I want to do it. I like it. Okay. I like it. You know. And we'll see if that helps. Very much like Shinedown released their first album called The Sanford Sessions when they put on Simple Man. And so we'll release this album because of it'll be successful. And then you're going to like, we're going to re-release it with new tracks, different tracks. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. So it's a, it's a marketing tool. Why are you laughing, Brandon? You don't like that idea? <laughs> I just want to be a part of it. I'll see how it goes. <laughs> I just want to be a part of it. I, I want to be a part of it if it's a success. If it's a success, if it's not, I had nothing to do with it. All right, so I, I've got two clips here. Um, I, I want the second clip to be the one about the uh, the X. So I've got "Take Me" and "Freight Train." Right, "Take Me Back" is take the second back. one. Uh, "Freight Train" is the one that's being released shortly off the new album. Okay, so take me back. My my little thing only goes so far. So take me back uh, is the one about the X. Yeah, well, it, it's a piece of it. You know. Okay, so I'll play. So I don't know if I got the clip that you wanted me to get because iTunes would only give me so much. I don't have an iTunes. It's true. It does only give you so much. So here here's here's freight train. I'm on a freight train. Is that no? That's close. Yeah. So right now we. Are- Oops, that's Nate. Sorry. <laughs> Very 80s of you right there. It was, yeah, man. Yeah. Here we go. Change it up a little bit. Get it driving. So that's kind of different than what you guys normally do. Yeah. You know, every time we uh, we sit down and, and we, we come up with like songs, because I think we have about, uh, I mean, my, uh, 100, 200 songs that we, we all, as a band, we all write our own music and they come together and we're like, okay, hey, like, I want you guys to hear this. You know, should we waste our money on this? And that's really what it comes down to, because, you know, studio time's not cheap. And uh, the mixing, the mastering, all that. So we go, all right, we're going to sit down and collectively go, what songs are we going to actually take a shot on and, and, and you know, release? So this is one of them um, that was written by my lead guitar player, Tim Bernadez. And uh, when he brought it in, a lot of them, I'm just like, dude, man, that, that's, that's way too 80s or that's way too, you know, it sounds like this band or that band. So when he played this, I was like, uh, that's pretty pretty badass but uh but can i can i sing it the way i want to sing it and he's like yeah man any way you want so when we did it 
uh, we did the scratch vocals in studio and, and I listened to it a few times and I was like, I don't like how it's just, you know, I'm playing the hand I'm giving. I said, let me try to go high on the chorus. And, uh, so they're like, do, do what you want. And I did. And, uh, and now every time people hear it, they're like, that's two different people singing. Right. Yeah. Because that's what I said. It doesn't sound like it goes straight from that, that low to the, you know, I got a creep. It goes really high. And, uh, and so when we're in there, I'm recording it. And the, and the guy goes, uh, the, 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 our, one of the guys that does our mixing and mastering, he goes, uh, he goes, let me just hear like, you know, here we go. Right. And so, uh, so I'm in there, man, I'm in it and, uh, I'm all alone. We, I go back in to finish the vocals and I'm in the studio and I just let out the biggest, you know, here we go ever. Mm. And when I listen to that, I go back, I'm like, dude, there's no way you could ever replicate that. Like I've tried, like we played it live last weekend mm. and, and I was like, you know, I tried to do the, here we go. You know, and it just, it what, came what, out what, so what, weird. Why do you look so flamboyant when you do it? <laughs> I think that I, I was in the studio, I was in, I was in the, the, the studio just doing the, you know, dancing. Um, but yeah, so, so th it's a great song, but yes, it is different than a lot of our other music. Um, but so far it's, um, it's something we're really happy with. We're excited to get out there. Well, I'll tell you this. One of my dreams has always been to write a song cause I can't sing a lick, but pro tools can make you sound great. Uh, yeah, but it's not something you uh, should use. I know, but, uh, maybe one, like before I die, I want a song that I wrote and I've got all these notes like I write all this stuff all the time and I just keep it in my phone or I've got a, this thing that I do on my computer and I just keep it. And they're like things that would blow people's minds. They're like, why you write that kind of stuff? You know, just because I'm one of those deep thought thinkers on my own time. Yeah. And, uh, it, there was a band years and years ago. Well, okay. So let me start off with this. There, there was an old program director that I never met or worked for, but he was very beloved, and he put his mark on the radio business, especially in Orlando. His name was Diamond Dick Sheets, old school radio guy. And he passed away at a young age of cancer, like in his 50s or 60s or something like that, before his time. And he was instrumental back in the 80s and even in the 90s of launching bands and careers and whatnot. It was when program directors had juice and they could pull the strings and make some moves like that. And he, there was a band called Double Drive, which I think was put together with members of Stuck Mojo, which some of those members are in Fozzie. And there was another band that they came together and did this. Anyway, so Diamond Dick Sheets was also kind of a musician, and they wrote a song called, I believe it was called Imprint, that was about him. He helped write on his deathbed. And it didn't get mainstream success. I don't think it didn't get much. We played it a lot for obvious reasons. Uh, and I loved the song. But I always, you know, when I interviewed his wife and I had her on the air to talk about it and the guys in the band, all that stuff. But I always thought, I was like, that's like the, the ultimate, whether it's a mainstream song or not, that's the ultimate remembrance to put your thoughts in a song and to have it be recorded and just exist. You know, like radio is one of those things that radio personalities die all the time and nobody goes back and listens to old audio of radio DJs. They just don't. There's plenty of audio of me that exists out yeah, there in the world. I got it on one of my songs. <laughs> you can steal it, put it on one of your songs. But nobody goes back and goes, oh man, we missed that Jason Bailey. Let's play that one show where he did this. You know, nobody does that with radio people. You do that with musicians, you know, with actors. You go and watch their movies. 
Um, so that would be kind of cool. So I think I think when you when you're writing a song and and it's something I, I know, like Joe Walsh is the perfect example when he left the James Gang and he and he was you know between going to the Eagles and leaving the James Gang. He, writing a song's hard, right? But when you when you have it in your head and it pops into your head, if you don't write it down immediately, it's gone. It's one of those things that's fleeting. And um, I, I watched an interview with Joe Walsh where he said he was mowing the lawn one day in Colorado. He's living there and uh, and he was trying to figure out the words for Rocky Mountain Way. And he said, I have nothing, nothing. And he said, I'm mowing the lawn and all of a sudden I'm like, Rocky Mountain Way. You know, the girls don't go, the girls crying or whatever. And so he went inside, wrote it down immediately. He said, my lawnmower is still running and I'm inside writing this song. And it ended up being, I think, arguably Joe Walsh's best best song he's ever written well a lot of artists have the same same story i wish i could remember the story about the song that is like one of the most memorable songs of all time and it was uh, thought about one of the guys was in the on the toilet and he was screaming at the other guy in the band uh, who was in the studio and they just couldn't figure it out and he goes and sits on the toilet and he thinks of it and he starts screaming it out and the other guy's writing it and putting the music to it while he's on the toilet <laughs> i mean stuff like that you know eight mile by eminem he, he, I think, wrote that song in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes or something like that. And that song's one of the best, I don't, not just under the rap genre, but just one of the, in my opinion, best songs of all time. It's just a brilliant song. And he, I, th I think the story behind that was he and Dre were in the studio and they needed one more song or something. And he just had writer's block. And he was like, just sit down and think about it. And he start down, starts to start writing shit, you know, kind of like in the movie where yeah. he's writing it down. And he comes up with 8 Mile, which becomes the biggest song on the album. Huge. You know, so anyway, that's just how things work. All right, so the second one, Take Me Back. Yeah. You uncomfortable? Um, not really. It's it's interesting. This is the first time I've ever actually sat down and talked about this song. Ooh, this, we're yeah. getting the scoop right now. You are. exclusive you are. on Take Me Back. All right, yeah. here, listen to it. I hope that this, this episode doesn't get booted because we're playing Who's, your music. We're going to copyright claim it. What's that? Someone's got to copyright claim it. Unless you, Chuck's going to do that. I think we're good. Okay, well, how do you, what does he need to do? Well, it's good. Well, yeah. yeah but, you just got to say, you, we have the rights to play this this music. Right. That's all you got to do. Say that. Yeah. Say that. You guys have the right to play this music. Okay. Well, we just got, <laughs> we just got beat up for uh, a shirt in our merch store that HBO sent a cease and desist. I didn't even know about this. Brandon, I guess I didn't check our email, but... The I like snacks and I know things shirt, which is very popular amongst the ladies. My wife came up with the idea. I, what does HBO have to do with I like snacks and I know things? Uh, I think it's the Game of Thrones font and style since they own Game of Thrones. So that's that's probably why they took it down. But, you know, it's also kind of flattering that, you know, people were buying it and it's all over T Public, I guess. And Ape Show's like, damn. Yeah, it's extremely. <laughs> it's extreme. Like, that's what I, all I got to do to get attention. Holy shit. I want to. Use font from everybody all the time. What's it, it, just because it might look like that? Like I'm gonna fight this. You know, you can't if if the font is available on thefont.com, which is you know if you do any graphics, you get a lot of fonts there. If it's available there, then it's available for the public. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I will have to look at the shirt again. Maybe there's something else on there, but we don't have the, we the don't logo. have we don't have game. We don't have Thrones. We don't have HBO. We don't have any of that stuff on there. Yeah, but is it like one of the family, uh, not like one of the family patches on there or something? I think they're like the top and the bottom. There's like uh, no, no work where the words aren't. There's like something surrounding it. I think that might be the problem. Well, if they sue us, I'm sending them to Nate because he did that. Hey, I'll be honest. We've actually had music written where we're like, hey, let's use this. 
and hopefully the Rolling Stones sue us because that would be great <laughs> mm-hmm. publicity when they go, well, wh- what's that song that they ripped off from the Rolling Stones? They go back and they listen to it and they're like, nah, it doesn't sound like, or yeah, it sounds like the Rolling Stones. But hey, good publicity, man. There, There's a band that exists that stole my logo. <laughs> no, the exact logo, like if you're watching the clip right now, the video or whatever, the, the, the BS logo, actually... It's the older version of this. The older version of the current BS logo when, do you know the story behind it? I I don't know this okay. one. So I went by the name Buckethead for 17 years when I was in Florida. And I hated the name. I hated the name. I hated saying my name. But it was a brand and I couldn't change it. It would have been dumb for me to change it. That's how people knew me. And so I would, you know, do shows and I'm sitting there going, hey, it's the Buckethead show. This is Buckethead. And it's, you know, Buckethead this and Buckethead that. It's very narcissistic, very first person and it drove me insane so i went to my program director this guy by the name of pat lynch who is a genius in my opinion taught me so much and uh and i said pat i go i don't feel comfortable saying my name how do i stop saying my name so much even though i need people to know who i am so he kind of taught me the 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 lesson of let the imaging do the talking for you that's why i'm such a big fan of imaging and also he he said let me think about the name of the show maybe we can change the name of the show I was like, okay, cool. Like a day later, he calls me. I think he called me when I was on the air, actually. He goes, I got it. And he said, because he, he, and he got the idea from the, a bumper sticker on a car. You know, those like British circles that'll have like two letters in them. Yeah. You know, or like a lot of European like GB cars. or whatever. Yeah, right. One said BS. And he thought of me when he saw it. Buckethead show. So he calls him, he goes, call yourself the BS. And then you can say your name's Buckethead. You don't even have to say it's the Buckethead Show. People will figure it out. That's freaking brilliant, you yeah. know. I, the, the, and I got a, a billboard and everything out of it. You know, I was like, this is absolutely. So the BS was born. The problem is, and it and, and it's fine in the podcast world because you it's the Bailey Show podcast, but people would go the BS Show, and that would drive me insane because it's the, that would be redundant. It's the Bailey Show show. Yep, it, it just didn't make any sense. But you can say the Bailey Show podcast. And that sounds fine. So it actually works better in the podcast world. All right. Here's Take Me Back, and you can explain afterwards. God, that's Nate again. Sorry.
All right, that's it. That's all the iTunes would give me. Is yeah, it, does, yeah. it, does it not give me the, the part about the... Is there a part about a truck? I've heard you guys perform this song before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, this you actually heard this song uh, when we first first wrote it. Yeah, it, it just came out. It's about two three years this ago. This is probably one of my more favorite songs from you guys. That's good. Um, I, I, I uh, yeah, that that song's a little bit of everything, man. A little rock, a little country. It was a little slow. Uh, we tried to take three genres and put them into one. Um, and yeah, I, I, I enjoy that song. We enjoy performing it. But but the, what's the X come in? At? So is this all about her? Uh, no, no. So, oh. well, so, so the wife, you gotta, people, you'll realize he's, he's married with children. I am married with so children. A very nice I, woman, very beautiful woman and beautiful kids. That would be awkward to say, you know what? One of the songs is about my ex. I, I, so there's, there's pieces of the song, right? And there's uh there's one piece of the song that gets into, um, you know, uh, I actually say a name. I actually say the girl's name and, and it's talking about, you know, in the back of my Ford, uh, things of that nature, uh, and I got to break it to Jason right now because I love him. And I know that, you know, he just wanted to do this. He wanted to promote more of our music. <laughs> but that's actually Price I Pay. That's not the song that you were going to play. Oh, um, well, but, that's, what, that's what it said. It gave me on the, uh, is there two different songs on there? No, it's Take Me Back and then there's Price I Pay. But you just played another one, which is good. That's, oh, that's, that's why a, it was so long. That's why you liked it so much. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, because you just liked that song. Well, but when, uh, when you preview on iTunes, it doesn't pause. I know. It just I keeps know. going. I know. I know. And so, but the one that you're talking about is called Take Me Back. And, and in it, it talks about being a kid, you know, being, being in high school and, you know, being in that, in that era. And, uh, Two really quick stories about that. When we wrote the song, uh, I was writing it, and, it, and when I told you about the times that we spent with Collective Soul and that and that stuff, um, we had written the song. We'd already had it written, and and part of it was you know listening to, and we were going to talk about Weezer. I say listening to Weezer on the radio, and when I had met uh, the band, I said, "Hey guys, like you know, I kind of want to, I kind of want to put you guys in this song. Like, what do you think?" And and you know, they're all like, "Oh yeah, man, that's cool. I mean, like they really care." Uh, so we did, and uh, we changed it to listening to Collective Soul on the radio. And that's so why I send it to him before it's even done. Like I sent you this stuff, you know, and I'm like, Hey guys, you know, what do you think? And mm-hmm. Will, Will texted me back immediately. And he's like, yeah, it's a great song, man. Very catchy, you know, really cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I go back and I look at the email and it says unsent. <laughs> he never <laughs> even got it, but he told me, he's like, Oh, great song. Really catchy. Like, dang, this sucks. So, uh, so anyway, but yeah, so we're talking about the girlfriend. So I'm talking about, you know, back of my Ford on a Saturday night and football and all these things about high school. Well, there's one part where I talk about, in the second verse, um, you know, my dad asked me what I'm going to be when I'm going to grow up, you know, knowing that there's the most important things in life is mom and God and then her. And then um, and then the last part is sneaking out after, at 1 a.m. picking up Lacey. All right. So I say her name, Lacey, and I'm like, I'm not thinking of it. And uh, so when we come out with this, the, the single or the, it goes on the album, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sharing it like I always do. And I got about, I don't know, thousand friends, 1,100 friends on Facebook. So I'm sending it out. Well, I get this message from from Lacey. And, uh, and she's like, Hey, she's like, uh, so great song. She's like, really cool. She's like, so I just happened to be listening to it, uh, on the way to taking my kids to school. And you said my name on the song. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and she's like, yep. Yeah, my kids are now like, mom, what did you do with this guy at 1am? And, and you know, why are you in the car? And then they told her dad, their, their dad, uh, you know, mom, mom has a song written about her. And, you know, she's like at the time with the kids, like, yeah, it's about me. We, you know, we dated for a little bit in high school. And uh, so since then, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. She has not messaged me. Uh, I have not seen her post on any social media. I'm pretty convinced that I almost caused her to get divorced because of the song. Or he killed her. Or that <laughs> she gone. But uh, but yeah. So so that song, it, it was it was a lot about that. But it was, 
it, you know, all the music we write, it has backstories and it has something that's personal to us. And, and that's why when we perform it for people, it's interesting because you're like, you know, how are people going to receive this? And, uh, and then you can go on, and I know you do the same thing, but you can go on the, the distribution websites and see kind of what songs are your most popular and what songs are actually making you money. Mm. And I can be honest with you, the songs that are for some reason the most popular, we don't even, we, we hardly, we're like, why would we, that, why is that song trending? Like, mm-hmm. We don't even know. So, mm. but anyways, it's, it's a good time. So that's, that's the story behind that. So hopefully Lacey's okay. And your wife was okay. My wife, you know, it's funny. I had, she was, when she heard the song, cause I let her preview everything. I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this song? I'll grab a guitar and I'll play a song for her. And she's like, who's that about? You know? And so I, luckily I was like, I was 16 years old, you know, I'm talking about 16 and she's like, okay. But I'll, have you ever written a song about Megan? I have, yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's on the new album. It just got released. It's called... Uh, yeah, because I think you have to, if you want to write a song about your ex, you have to start out with your current. So I wrote one called Rock and Roll With You, and it just got released last week. It's on uh, all the, the streaming sites, and that one is about Megan. Okay. And STP was about Megan. You've heard STP. That's when we wrote, when I had Doc Todd on. and Just, just as long as you have one. I mean, that's, I think, that gets you... In the clear. I have a few. If you're a musician, you're like, hey, I got like four or five songs about you. Exactly. I got to reach deeper into my past about some of the... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an artist. I got to find the hurt from being 15. I, I've got I've to find the hurt from that night in the back of the truck and when I snuck out. You know, you know the pain. If you had my talent, you'd write these songs too. I'm still living the moment, man. Still living the moment. It, it's always interesting because the guy, you always hear the guy's perspective of the bad breakups and how it changed their life. I mean, uh, my high school girlfriend made me, for better or for worse, what I am today, uh, probably for worse, but totally changed me as a person. I mean, we were together for six years, and when she broke up with me, cheated on me with a male cheerleader on top of that. I mean, things just couldn't get much worse. Like I went into this deep, dark depression. I'd never been depressed before and I didn't know what it was like. I was doing some really bad, dumb, detrimental things to my health. Like to the point where one night I'm, I was happy to wake up the next day. Let's put it that way. If it, if it weren't for my roommate who was never in our room and he was that night. So Made me a believer of the big guy upstairs, <laughs> you know. So I mean, I was just doing dumb. It made me do dumb things. Uh, I remember these uh, three dudes in trench coats came to one of our parties. There was only like one or two houses that we could have parties on at Wingate, and it was one of those "you're not one of us, get out of here" type of things. And they were outside, and I heard that they had, were giving a girl a hard time. It was a friend of mine, and I was drunk. I was high, and I went outside. And I was like, "I want to go kick their ass," and you know, a bunch of football players and the guys were inside like. No, don't, don't do that, Bill. There's three of them. You know, why don't you just come back inside? And I was like, they, they, you know, I was like, fuck that. And I went out there, and the dude pulls out a, a butterfly knife, a Bellasani, you know, pulls it up, and he just points it. And I remember I grabbed his wrist and I put it up to my throat and I said, "You pussy, you won't stick it in my throat." Like that's not normal. You no. don't. I mean, that, that's not something to brag about. Like you're crazy, man. That was awesome. <laughs> that's stupid. But I was so depressed, you know. But that my point is is. She changed who I was. I mean, I had to snap out of it eventually. And I think me snapping out of that relationship made me creative because creative helped me snap out of that relationship. It built me an ego. I brainwashed myself to think that I was better than her and everybody else in order to get past that. Not healthy. Like I said, made me who I am today for better or for worse. 
Um, but you, that's the good stuff, but you never hear women artists talk about that. No, no. Well, yeah, I, not now that you just told me that story, I'm actually very curious to see all these song lyrics that you've written over the years. Dear God. Um, <laughs> there's one that's called cuts like a knife. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Um, no, I, I think that women, you know, they, they express them, themselves in different ways. I think guys are much more, and you know, we've, we have the bad rap of, we always, you know, we gossip when we say women gossip. Guys gossip way more than women do. I mean, we all we talk about things that women would never discuss. And guys, we just don't care. But at once we talk about it, especially with breakups, things of that nature, or things that we go through, we kind of move on. And I think uh, a lot of times in music, that's something that we can use to get through. Now, Taylor Swift, she's a little oh, she's different. different. She's different. She's, she's, she's a little different. But um, she gets looked at as like this bitter man hater because she does the same thing guys have done for decades. Yeah. And it's not fair. I don't think it's fair. No, it's not fair and she's good at it, but man, she's brutal. Do you do you still in your 40s? And how long have you been married? I've been married for 11 years. Okay, so I've been with Rachel we've been married for well, we've been with her for well over 10 years. Do you have in your possession any connection whether it's tangible or not to any of your exes? None. Zero. Zero. I mean, I'm sure I have a yearbook somewhere upstairs, right, in the attic um, from high school. But uh, but no, and I, and I was married before. Um, and I mean, I think I even went to my uh, grandmother's house up in Michigan um, a couple weeks ago, and she has, like, all these photo albums. You know, she was she, big, big brown photo albums that are falling apart. Yeah. And I'm going through it, and I find a picture of me and my ex in there. And I'm like, whoa, you know, my grandma, what's, what's up with this? Mm. And she's like, you know, it's history. It's, it's part of our life. You know, it's going to be. And so. Is your grandmother Jewish? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but oh, anyway. Oh, you little wobby. I love you. <laughs> but we don't, you know, I don't do that. I don't keep those things. I, I'm, you know, every time I've gotten out of a relationship, it was like, thank God that's over, especially the older I get. But I just, yeah, we, I don't have anything. Do you? Mm. <laughs> oh, man. So this is actually pretty funny. Um, I don't have. I mean, I'm sh actually, I know I have some things tangible in storage. Like, I have a bear that said girlfriend gave me, and she used to wear this perfume that, I mean, it was the hip snips, man. It smelled so good. Uh, it was called Sunflower, I think. And I think it still exists today. I think chicks, like, Rach wears something very similar. I don't tell her she smells the same, but it's, it like, it's a, it turns me on. It, it, like, I, I sniff it, and I'm just like, it's it's like an, it's the weirdest aphrodisiac. Anyway, so she sprayed this bear that she sent me one year with the perfume, and I, and this was in the nineties. The, the, the damn bear! Like every time I go into storage, I sniff. It's like more the crotch area. I sniff the sniff the bear. It still smells it. Like so, you you've seen the bear recently, like within the last year or two, many, and and you haven't gotten rid of it. No, because it's part of history. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree. I look at it the same way. I mean, it's it's part of history. You know, I would never, uh, with Rach in her past, uh, you know, I mean, like I have to deal with every year the passing of, you know, Ariel's father, and, and I have accepted it, and it's part of our lives, and people get sad, and, and there's posts on social media, and my friends go, how do you feel about that, and must make you feel like shit, and you know, sometimes it does, but I understand it. It's not about me. And that's what people have to understand. It's not about me. So, you know, I would never say you can't have pictures of that guy or you can't talk about that guy. Same situation. I mean, a little bit elevated, but I mean, it's, I mean, he died in combat. I get it. You know, it is, but it's still the, the point of, 
he was it's it's the past. Yeah, I think I think he uh he holds you know that's a when you say it's a little bit different, I'm sure that the <laughs> ex-girlfriend you have is probably um probably living somewhere in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um school teacher. School teacher, which you obviously know. Um she's probably on Facebook or one of the socials. Are you guys friends? Yes. And you sm- and you smell the bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say this. I think this is completely different. Um, like if, if Rachel, if Rachel's ex boyfriend, um, who is living somewhere, and she knows he's a school teacher, and she knows that they're friends on Facebook, and she had a pillow that she pulled out of your her closet mm. and smelled it, and was like, "No, it's cool. It's cool." Like he's me. And I don't. I don't want to be with him anymore. It's just. I just like the smell of the cologne. Like I would be like, "Yeah, you need to go to Alta and just smell the perfume or cologne. You don't need to smell the pillow that he gave you." But well, I know that she still talks to her exes. Uh, like on social media, they still like her pictures because I know uh, uh, so, who some of them are. And you know, you don't think the scent thing's weird? Like if they sent it, if they, she had a shirt, dude, you got to smell this thing, man. It's, <laughs> like it, it's it's a smell like no other. It, 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 I've just never had. But Rach has a, a a perfume that I think it's the same thing. It's just the up to date version. It's even worse. And, and and I mean, I don't tell her she smells like my high school girlfriend because that's that's bad form. But I I I, I I'm like, you smell sexy. <laughs> And it's good. But anyway, my big one is that was that's not even the big one. So this was kind of funny. So we're into this fish tank thing, hence the one behind you. We've got another one up in in the man room, and it started out as this you know small little like gallon and a half beta tank that my daughter got me, and I was like that was cool. And then Rach wanted to get more fish in the fish stores, and I've talked about this in these episodes. But the fish store is like you got to get a bigger tank, and then now it's like a big to do. So we're like. Right now, we're in a good place where the fish aren't dying. But when we started this thing, the fish were dying every other day. And we had to go back. So I developed... I usually would go to PetSmart. But we ended up going to Petco, which is right up the road. And I developed a relationship with these Petco people. They're very, very nice people. And when I was checking out, they're like, well, do you have a... You know, are you a Petco member? You know, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I think I am. Now... Back in the day, I would always give a bum phone number. And so now most of these, I don't remember what phone number I gave them because I just made it up. But there's this app called Keyring that if you had any of those membership cards, you would scan it in this app and then, you know, you just just scan it. Like, I guess nobody uses it because every time I do it, they think I'm crazy. So I said, yeah, I don't know what the number is, but I have the the Keyring thing. So like, all right, that's cool. She goes, your name's Crystal? I said, no. She goes, I've got you here as Crystal. And then it's got my old Florida address. And it's got, an, it's got her old cell phone. That's my first wife. <laughs> and, and Rachel's with me, right? And, uh, and she thought it was funny. Rachel's cool like that. And I was like, no, I guess, you know, that account years ago when it was made was under her account. I was like, can you just change, you know, the information? And she's like, you, we can change your phone number and we can change your address in this computer, but we can't change your name. <laughs> I said, really? She goes, yeah, it's just a weird thing in the system. And I was like, she's like, but you can call customers. And I'm like, I'm not jumping through all those hoops. I'll just be crystal. So now every day I get an email from Petco says, Hey, crystal, 10% off your online order or whatever it is. So weird. And every time I check out, they think it's funny. So they go, Oh, you don't look like a crystal thinking that Rachel's crystal. Oh yeah. yeah I think when, when I first got divorced, you know, they'd send you the, uh, the, the, the paperwork like for credit cards and things. And it'd say, you know, Chuck and Claudia. 
Lunsford, right? And uh, and Megan, we we're married at the time, and Megan's like, ah, you and Claudia got more male. You and Claudia got more male. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't control what these, you know, the Bank of America is sending out. <laughs> so I think that finally stopped after like three or four years with me and my ex-wife getting mail sent to me and my current wife. Yeah, that's always good. All right, uh, Nate's Mexico moment. Nate is in Greece as we speak with his wife, he bought her tickets for, or he bought the trip for her for the their anniversary, I guess. I think that's the story, right? Yeah. He did a post, like, every year their anniversary, they would go to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So they ended up moving to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And now for the anniversary, they're going to Greece because Alexis is Greece, or Greek. And they've never been. So that's pretty cool. Um, you've been there before, right? I've not been to Greece. Really? Not only around it. Yeah. Um, Italy, Sicily, but never Greece. Yeah. When you, you travel in the Air Force, you didn't fly over or anything? I was going to, but I think it cost like $100. And uh, I didn't. I, I was like, that's way too much. It's way too much that's money. That's crazy. I'm not going to do that. Can't do that. Uh, so it, I, I reached out to him yesterday. He had to fly, or, yeah, the other day, I should say. He had to fly from Atlanta to D.C. and then D.C. to Athens. And I think they're flying from Athens to Crete. I think that's that's their trip. So a lot of tra- they love doing this travel stuff. Um, so while he was in the airport in D.C., is that Dulles? Dulles, yeah. 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 He had to record his Mexico moment because he forgot. <laughs> so I was, I was busy when he sent it to me, and I, and, and I listened to it. I was like, you know what? I really don't have to do any edits here. It's fine. People will understand. So it's actually funnier if you listen to it from start to beginning without any edits, like just the raw audio. So here's, for, there's two parts. There's his read because it's sponsored. A Mexico Moment with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats. With over 20 years experience, she does things like mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? Cold laser therapy in the Atlanta area to help ease aches and pains in the calm setting of your home. And now mention the BS for 50% off your first appointment, whether it be a consultation about your pet's health, hospice consult, cold laser therapy, or 50% off a... Or 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the Furry Family Comfort Care Resort. You can find Furry Family Comfort at FurryFamilyCC.com. That's FurryFamilyCC.com. <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> now boarding? Now boarding? Because I know what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to put them together and, and tighten it up to make it sound professional. I know that's what he wanted me to do. But I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, so it's like the, the awkward pause at the beginning and the end and the screw up, the pick up, the three, two, one pick up kind of thing. So, uh, here's his Mexico mo. Oh, let me give you an intro. I gotta go to another thing here. Uh, here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. Actually, I should have pl- I should have produced it because then I could have the bed and everything underneath, and I just wasn't thinking. So here's his Mexico moment. So right now we are in the D.C. airport. It was our layover from Cancun. Then we do D.C. here, and then we go to Athens next. We haven't eaten anything all day, and luckily when we signed up for our credit cards that we got these, or we used points to uh, get these tickets, we got two free United Club passes. So we've been hanging on to these, and they expire in like a couple months. So we're like, we better use them right now. And um, so we find the United Lounge. It's right by our, uh, our gate. And we go in there, and we're not normal 
United Lounge uh, patrons, we're uh, uh, there's a little bit more fancy. And so we go in and it's just all business people, but we're starving. We had not eaten all day. Um, and they have like tons of food. They have like tacos of all things. We're coming to DC to get tacos from Mexico. Um, and then they also have a bunch of sandwiches. So we're just like chowing down on food. But up next we have our, our Athens flight that's like almost 10 hours long. So we're thinking we need to take some of this food with us. I know they give us like a dinner, but you know, I might get hungry in that 10 hours. So. I'm like, where can we put these sandwiches so we can take them with on the plane? And part of the snacks they have are these like fucking chickpea crackers or some these like chickpea crackers or something. Um, so I have this bright idea. I'm like, I'm gonna dump these out in the bathroom and then use the bag to put the sandwiches in. So I go into the bathroom, that's already weird. I get in there and these guys are looking at me like, why is he bringing snacks into the bathroom? I go into the stall, I start trying to dump them down the toilet and they're two pu- they're like these puffy crackers. So I'm worried it's gonna get clogged and I'm gonna ruin the toilet. So I only do one bag in there and then I come out and I dump the, the rest in the, in the trash can in the bathroom, which is gross enough. And then we, uh, I, I go back out and meet Alexis at the table and I'm sitting there and I'm like, we're surrounded by dudes in like business suits and like rich people and we uh so i'm like trying to put these uh sandwiches in these chip bags very discreetly so i get these two sandwiches in one and then the other one i I slide another sandwich in i got some crackers and stuff and then i turn around and the guy that's kind of like the concierge or uh i don't know like the manager of the place (laughs) sorry about that Uh, he's like the manager of the place he come he comes over to me and he uh, he looks down at me and he goes, sir, those are for people to eat here. You cannot take those with you. So <laughs> us uh, hillbillies get busted in the United Lounge, super embarrassing. Um, but I did steal some goldfish crackers, so fuck them. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> it's Nate's experience in the, in the VIP lounge is great. I didn't even know United had a... Uh, Delta type lounge. Oh yeah, yeah. United's legit. Really? Yeah. You know, I was an air marshal for a long time, man, and we used to take advantage of all those lounges. So you got into all of them for free? All of them. You, you just go up. And, you just got to show your badge. Yeah, you just go up and tell them, you know, hey, I'm an air marshal. It was only international that we could do it, but we'd go in there, hang out, and eat all the free food we could because food on the plane sucks. I saw an article the other day about uh, American Airways. Their new business class is better than their first class. And I usually just fly Southwest or Delta. I don't fly anything else. I'm Frontier. You're, yeah, that well, Frontier just got no retired yeah. life, man. Frontier just got bought out, right? I don't know. I'm I'm flying it to Dominican in six weeks. Really? You trust that stuff? I mean, I'm not letting the wife bring any bags or anything. Yeah, but because that'd know. be an extra thousand dollars. Yeah, she can bring a purse. Oh no, Spirit got bought out. Spirit got bought out, and now they're JetBlue. I think that's yeah. That, that sounds right. That was the story. Do you have to take anybody down? Air Marshal stuff? Uh, only one time was there an incident the entire time I was flying. How many years was that? Uh, I flew for three. God, you don't mind the bumps, huh, on the planes? Mm, not really. I mean, it was, it, was a, mm. it was a positive because you were always, most of the time, you know, you're flying with people, celebrities, things like that. So it was always interesting to see who you'd meet and just chat them up for five or six hours. You yeah, know? but still, the bumps, the turbulence. Nah, the, the, oh, you get used to it, man. I, I can't do that stuff. Used I, to it. There was a... a TikTok video that went viral of a girl, I think she was a flight attendant, that eased my bumpy fear a tad. She said, look at an airplane, look at flying as jello. 
and the airplane is in the middle of the jello. And when it moves, it's going to jiggle a little bit, but it's never going to fall. No. Because the, 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 it just doesn't happen. I'm like, well, it does happen sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I mean, you. I, I think we. Had, I was flying to like Beijing one time, and the turbulence was so bad. I remember sitting in my seat, and everybody's coffee and drinks went up in the air, and like it just like stopped, like it hovered, like that's how far we dropped yeah. in the turbulence. And I remember that was the only time I was like, oh god, and then it just crashed. I mean, people just drinks everywhere. Well, I, I used to fly all the time. My first stepfather was a captain for U.S. Air at the time, U.S. Air. And so as a kid, I, was, I flew to Alaska by myself. You know, so I, I loved it. I loved the turbulence. I liked flying at night. I liked the thunder. I liked the light. I liked the bumps. I liked all that stuff. And it wasn't until my soft freshman-ish year in college that I was flying from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Fort Lauderdale to see that girlfriend. She was going to school at FAU. And I was cool. You know, everything was cool. I'm flying. No big deal. And we're, we're at the airport, but we keep circling the airport. And nobody's telling us anything. I'm like, this, something's weird. And this older lady next to me, she says, oh, son, you look a little frightened. It's okay. And it, it got a little bumpy at times. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, I really wasn't too stressed out. Then I started to get stressed out because we kept circling. You could see, I was in the window, you could see us circling the airport. And... Finally, the, the captain comes on and he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you notice, we've been circling the airport for quite some time now. There's some bad weather in the area that we have to wait out uh, until. And I'm like looking around going, bad weather? It's not raining? There's no, th what are you talking about right now? You're lying to us. This is diehard all over again. The landing gear won't come down. Something's going on here. And like out of nowhere, the plane just drops it felt like it dropped a thousand feet and it shook right before it dropped. Did it shook so much that the damn luggage thing started opening? It opened up and luggage was falling out. The, the face masks came down. I'm terrified. Like th there was enough time in the drop that I could coherently s say to myself, I need to write my will. <laughs> I, I kid you not. That's, that's how big of a drop it was. I grabbed, now you got to remember, I'm this big 254-pound football player at the time, squeezed into this coach seat. I have my arms wrapped around the seat in front of me, and when we finally got off the plane, I broke the seat. Like, it was just swiveling back and forth. It was like, <laughs> the lady next to me, the tough guy, the one that said, hey, kid, don't worry about anything, she put nail marks in my arm. <laughs> Yeah, real tough. Everyone's real, praying and screaming, man. Yeah, I mean, she, she, oh, I've never seen anything like that before. You know, so now I'm terrified. You know, Rachel loves to fly, and she wants to go places. And that was part of the reason why I got a divorce from my first wife was because we just didn't go anywhere because I was terrified to fly. And uh, and so, like, one of our last trips, we were actually going down to see Nate in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And it was it's usually a very nice trip, uh, very pleasant, quick, fast, and smooth. This one sucked, and it was really bumpy. I mean, re like from start, leaving Atlanta. Atlanta's kind of a shitty airport to fly because it's always raining or something. And and from start to finish, it was bumpy nonstop. And I am i can't do anything. I can't drink anything. I can't eat anything. I can't sleep. I'm just, just like, like I'm tense. And it just got worse and worse and worse within the next hour and a half, two hours. And, and like towards the end of the trip, and I'm just like in panic mode, 
um, this gentleman, this older gentleman who was sitting diagonally from me, he turns around and he looks at me and I'm holding on again to the, the seat in front. He knows I'm freaking, he, he, I guess he'd been watching me and he turns around and he looks at me. He goes, it's going to be all right, son. And I swear everything went good. I was like, this guy must be, because he looked like a pilot. I was like, I bet you he's a pilot. He knows what's going on. You know, the flight attendants, that's like their favorite flights, because that's when the pilot comes over and he's like, "Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to ask the cabin crew to go ahead and take their seats. And, you know, you hear that at work. You're sitting there for two hours strapped in. You're like, sorry, nope, can't serve you. Can't give you anything. Just sit there and just plot your death. Just make sure you pray. And you're over there like, dude, I could really use a Jack Daniels right now. You know, and they're just like, sorry, can't work. Sorry, two hours of just sitting here because it's a little bumpy. So, uh, All right. Well, we get double guests today. Not only do we have Chuck Lunsford from Distinct Grace, who'll be playing podcast in Pours 2, Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, Tanner Road, Buford, Georgia. Get your tickets now, podcastthebs.com. But we'll have another guest for you here now. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, If someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Newbertie's Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Newbertie's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Newbertie's Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Newbertie's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. I told you we we're going to have double guests this episode. Not only is Chuck Lunsford, the lead singer of Distinct Grace, one of the bands playing Podcast and Pours 2, Halliversary, Saturday, October 29th, at Tannery Row in Buford, our big Halloween party. By the way, headlining the Verve Pipe is helping us out on this show. And a couple uh, more since everybody's out of town. I said to Chuck, I go, got anybody you want to talk to? And he goes, I got two. <laughs> he goes, you can pick. I said, all right. He goes, you want a former Falcons cheerleader or 
do you want my babysitter? <laughs> I said, I want your babysitter. <laughs> and he goes, well, she's more than just my babysitter. And I said, what, what, is, what, what else is there to her? And she, she says, she travels the world. She makes tons of money. She's one of those, you know, because we're in our 40s. So he goes, she's one of, the, one of those social media influencer kids. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to talk to her. I was like, who is she? And he's like, uh, Michelle, it's, it's Sibirowski, Sibirowski, right? Say that? Yes, Sibirowski. That's, that's Polish, correct? Yep. Yeah, Polish. Uh, so, Michelle, nice to meet you. And do you do you want to guess the next thing I asked Chuck after he uh, he he suggested you, and then I, I looked up your your gazillions of followers on social media and your pictures, and I trolled you like a creeper. Do you want to do you want to guess the next thing I asked Chuck? I'm guessing how old I am. No, I said no. I said, and you let Megan. Megan's okay with her coming in your house. That's what I said. <laughs> but I'm a, I was I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm I'm assuming because you're an Atlanta girl, even though you live out in L.A., you grew yes. up here. So I'm guessing as 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 because you're in your what twenties probably mid twenty. You know yep. Okay. So in, in high school, you were you were living by by the Lunsfords, and you babysat the kid at that time. The kids, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's actually how we met. You know, when Michelle, Michelle was living in our, in our neighborhood and, and my daughter, Savannah, who's, uh, who's going to be, well, she just turned 10. Um, we were on the golf cart, you know, we're driving to the pool and, uh, and Michelle was walking her dog. And I guess my daughter had seen Michelle a few times around and my mm. daughter's got blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, whatever. And, and she's, so she's like, Oh, that girl, that girl is a celebrity. You know, mm. that, I, I want to be like her when I get older. Mm. So I'm on the golf cart and uh, my wife thinking it's going to be funny to mess with our daughter. She stops and she's like, go Savannah, go say hi to her. Go say hi. And so she goes over and Michelle's very like, hey, what's up? And so it kind of backfired on us where our daughter's like speaking to strangers is okay. Like I should just, <laughs> I should talk to every stranger that I think's pretty or good looking. So anyway, so yeah, so Michelle became um, our go-to man. She, the kids loved her. And, uh, and then she's like, hey, I'm moving to LA and I'm going to go do big things in my life. And then, you know, we're like, oh, me, me and Megan are talking and we're like, ah, you know, we're watching Michelle. We're like, oh, she's going to be one of those, you know, she's going to go to the LA and chewed up, spit out. She's never going to make it she's, she's you know she's gonna be back in a month or two and then we see like you know michelle's in greece yeah. you know she's she's uh parachuting out of a plane over the Egypt or the the pyramids in cairo <laughs> and i'm sitting here looking at megan like maybe we should move to la <laughs> like maybe maybe we should leave the kids here and just go you know so anyway so michelle proved us all wrong she's doing great so that's that's a big decision you, you said you're 21 years old you just uh obviously you're not in college you're like well i'm gonna live my life i mean this is your generation that says hey, i'm yeah. just gonna go take a chance and i'm gonna make money off social media obviously for those that can't see michelle She's a very attractive young lady, so that helps out with the social media stuff. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, what would your parents say about this? Um, so my parents immigrated from Poland when they were about my age, like 18, 19, 20. Um, so they really were strong believers of like their American dream of going to college, of completing all the school and stuff like that. Um, but for me, social media blew up like early like 2010, when I first got my first MacBook and first computer, I started just making YouTube videos and things like that. So the social media was always just a thing that I wanted to be on and that I attracted people on that platform. 
Um, then fast forward to high school ending and I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know what I want to do. Um, I always told myself, I don't want to be that girl that moves to Los Angeles. I always thought like if work brought me or something like that. Um, then I met my boyfriend and he lived over on the West coast. So I packed up my car and drove cross country to California, got my skydiving license, moved to Los Angeles in Beverly Hills and have just been out here ever since for about two years now just moved into this new apartment so yeah it's nice going great yeah do you did you move to la to do acting or get into the entertainment business or do you just moved out there to move out there i came out here to visit one of my girlfriends and i left that trip early i told her to take me to the airport and she was like why and I was like, because I'm going to pack up all my stuff and I'm going to move here. And she thought I was joking, <laughs> but it was early November. My mom and my family had a whole early like Thanksgiving for me. And and then I was just out of there and then haven't looked back. Wow. <laughs> so to say that you're spontaneous is an understatement. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. go with the flow, do what I need to do to make it happen. I, I envy you. The, the, my co-host on the show is uh, Nate, who's not on with us right now, obviously, but he is an older version and not as good looking version and a male <laughs> version of you where, you know, he gets on me all the time. He's just like, you're, yeah. not, you're not living your life. You're not living. Us Gen Xers are different. We're just a different breed. You know, we, 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 we were told to, Go to go to high school, go to college. You know, in Chuck's case, join the military. You know, get get financially yeah. stable. A uh, little bit of risk, but mostly calculated and conservative and that kind of stuff. So that's exactly. just, that's just how we we're. Nate is a millennial, you know, and so he actually moved to Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. He's because he said during the pandemic, you know, we were doing a radio show uh, and we hadn't been in the studio for over a year. He's like, well, I'm just going to move to Mexico. I can do the radio show there. I was like, I'm telling you, the company's not going to let you do it. I'm just, I, I'm just, I've been doing this long enough to tell you. He's like, ah, they'll let me do it. He, like he didn't even clear with him. He just moved. And wow. uh, yeah, he and his wife and his dog moved down to play. They just needed to get away. But that's like the social media. It's becoming the social media capital of the world. Whenever we go and visit them, we run into people all the time that do what you do. They're digital yeah. no nomads and they're social media people. And they're like, oh, look at me taking a picture by the by the tree, by the taco stand, you know, because there's so many pretty spots to do pictures there. So, I mean, yeah. that, and that's part of the gimmick, right? You got to find the good pictures. Yeah, exactly. Framing is everything in photos and like finding viral spots and just like making stuff that people want to consume and that people want to watch and like not long enough videos that people are going to lose their attention, but just enough that while someone's scrolling, they'll stop by, drop a like, drop a comment. That's, so that's, that's good for the algorithm. That's crazy that you know this. It, it's just <laughs> like, I, I, I was talking to myself about this the other day. In the radio business, radio changed in the radio, uh, the rating system. And there was this thing that called, it was called PPM when it comes to this. This is going to be boring to you, but it'll make sense in a second. And we had to relearn how we did radio where there was more science to the art. And it drove me insane. It drove every radio personality insane. And I always use the uh, analogy of there's too many scientists running the art museum. And so it's like getting into content quicker and getting out and, and, and shortening things up versus long form and this and this and that. 
So yeah. we have to retrain every, you, this is all, you know, in and out yeah. framing content, the words you're using. It's like you're in radio or television. <laughs> You know, I mean, coming, coming nice. from a Gen Xer, because, uh, you know, I mean, everything you just said, I picked up about three sentences of that that I understood because I don't know. If, I mean, I don't even know how to take a picture with my iPhone. But out of all the places you've been, I know you've traveled a lot. I know I, I see your, your social media. You're, you, you, you take, well, somebody, I guess whoever's taking your photos, they do a pretty good job. Um, out of all the places, where would you say has been your favorite place to take these images or to visit and you think is the best if I want to go, let's say I want to go uh, be a social media influencer, where should I go? I would say for sure, Greece. I, you would think it's the Maldives, but which is, I think is second, but there's only so many photos you can take in the Maldives of like the blue water and the beach and the sand. For me, I think it's Greece because you have Santorini, you have Mykonos, you have all of those islands and all the buildings. So everything is just so photogenic and it's so easy to get a good photo, even of the sunset. The sun over there sets so much differently than it does in other parts of the world. So I would definitely recommend, and I would say Greece is my favorite travel spot and photograph spot. Uh, you must not mind the bumps on the planes either. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was, here's a little known, Chuck, you might not know this, but I was going to be a, I was going to be Michelle. I was going to be a social media influencer, but I just can't travel because of the bumps, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so you don't have to With give me any wine. You're fine. What's that? Say that again. If enough wine, then you're fine it, on the plane. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the problem with that. That's what people tell me all the time. Like take a Xanax, take an Ambien, you know, drink some alcohol, do whatever. I can't do that. You know why I can't do that is because if I have to regulate, like if there are bad oh. guys on the plane, <laughs> I, that, this is a tr Brandon, back me up. Have I not said this for years? I've told, if I have to regulate, that's why when I travel, I always travel with closed-toed shoes and a belt. Passenger 57 over here. <laughs> okay, Wesley Snipes. I, you know, there's been a couple times where I almost had to, you know, take them down. Take them down to Chinatown. You know, to, to do my thing. So you don't have to give me a number, but just give me a range, please, if you don't mind, just so me and my audience can understand. You're 21 years old. You're uh, obviously very attractive. I got to tell people that because not everybody's going to see the visual, and I'm not trying to be a creeper, so please forgive me. <laughs> I say that with all due, all due respect. I really do. Um, but, of course. Thank you. But, but I, I need people to understand that that's part of the social media world to be at a level where you're at. But the income you make a lot of money doing this because you're on all platforms, including OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay, so can you give me a range of where we're at monthly? I would say it's an easy, like, five figures every month, I would say. Um, always depends, obviously, but some months are bigger than others. So, yeah, that's kind of where, where it's at. And, and this guy... His boyfriend, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I saw him on some of your pictures. What's the deal with him? Where, where, where does he come into this? Um, so he does a lot of, he's not as big into the content creation um, and like video, videography and video making as I am. Um, he has his business where he teaches entrepreneurs how to get funded. And that business name is Credit Stacking. So he coaches over like 700 individuals on how to get business credit, corporate credit, 
how to like hack with these credit card points and travel. Um, so a lot of the traveling is done with credit card points and it's just abusing the system and going in every loophole that you can. Um, so that's kind of his category and where he falls into all of this. <laughs> I like how, I like how Michelle explained. So it's abusing the system <laughs> and my boyfriend has made a living teaching people how to hack the credit card points, which is an art form. So yes. before it was a known thing, even before social media was social media, I had a buddy that taught me the credit card trick at the time. This is how it was done where you would get said credit card you would have to spend X amount of dollars in order to get X amount of points. How do you get the points without actually spending the money? What you do, let's say for conversation's sake, you have to spend $2,000 to get 50,000 points. You would take said credit card, you would go and buy $2,000 worth of gift cards. You would then take those gift cards and deposit them into, which these were very rare at the time, online accounts like Bluebird. You would then, when to pay off the credit card, in order not to get flagged, you would pay it off in increments. So you are paying a few dollars out of your pocket for the fee for the credit, uh, the the gift cards, and also some interest. That just keeps you off the radar. You would pay that $2,000 back on the credit card using the $2,000 you spent on gift cards through an online bank, and now you've got your $50,000 Sky Points. Am I right? Something like that? Yeah, essentially exactly what you just explained is manufacturer spending. You can also do that at a store where you can, if I want to go buy a Apple computer, then I'll take one credit card and take one debit card. I'll put majority of the transaction on the credit card and then the rest on the debit card. Then, oh, the computer doesn't work for me. Swap it out. They return to the debit card. You pay off the credit. It's a lot of work to do that. Um, I usually rely off of like sign up bonuses and referrals and sending stuff to friends. Um, so they will use my referral link. Um, Cause that's just kind of a hassle to go back and forth to the store and then return and buy and whatever. Um, but yeah, so manufacturer spending and referrals are a good way to accumulate those credit card points. See Gen Xers, if you, you do that when we were your age, you would be called a cheap fuck. But for nowadays, you're a brilliant viral hacker with life hacks. Yeah. It's amazing how times change. <laughs> it's, it's crazy what people don't know that you can do with credit card points. I think when you turn 16, you should have a driver's license. When you turn 18, you should be investing in the stock market or at least have a credit card and be like an authorized user as you're growing up with your parents, like Chuck, for example, you'll do this with Savannah in a few years, add her onto some of your credit cards, assuming you have good credit, obviously. And then she'll start inheriting all of that credit age. So eventually when she gets a credit card at 18, 19, it'll be easier for her to get a card and get a good card from a good bank. Again, when we were 18, 19, <laughs> they were like, don't get a credit card. And if you get one, you use it just for emergencies. Yeah. And we all got one, namely a Discover card. And we only got it because when you're walking across the green at said college, you would get a free bag. And everybody wanted a free bag, a free tote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it was. I don't remember my first credit card. I mean, the, the rage. I still have my first credit card, a Discover card. I still have. It's the best credit card in the world. They're the nicest people when you call. Those commercials 
where they show you're like talking to yourself. That's true. You're talking to really nice people and they answer the phones. Very nice people. I think mine was yeah. Wells Fargo. And I think it was like, a, I don't even know what the minimum is. Back then it was like $500 maybe. And I remember going and trying to use it and they said I was overdrawn or, or whatever. I was, I'm like, that's not even possible. How could I spend $500? You know, and I'm like 18. <laughs> I go to Wells Fargo and they're like, oh yeah, you, you got $512 on here. And I'm like, what? My mom was pissed. I'm like, I don't even know. 500 bucks is a lot. How did I go through that? Yeah. Well, not to, not to Michelle. She's spending $500 in, in the, in the, in the Delta VIP lounge with her, her and her boyfriend's points. So here's, does, does your boyfriend take a lot of your pictures? Yeah, he basically takes all of them. Most mm. of, if he's not taking them, then I have like a tripod and then I have an app that will um, just fire off a bunch of photos. Yeah. Uh, when we were down in Playa del Carmen, uh, it was Brandon, you, uh, yeah, you were with us, unfortunately. I don't think you were invited, yeah. but you showed up. So we met, we were at the pool at the, there, the place that we were staying. And have you been to Playa del Carmen? Not yet. Oh, no. You, look, here's the deal. That like you gotta go there. They, that's where all you people go, and <laughs> and I'm gonna help you out because I know Jeff Lowe from Tiger okay. King, and oh. I, yeah, so I can hook you up with Jeff, and you can get some pictures with some tigers, and that'll oh. that'll pop. That would be a dream. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Because wow. on, that would be a good connect. Yeah, on the uh, on the the main strip there in Playa. There's okay. there's a little place that you can go. It's it's more towards like the end of it, but they have um where you can pay. It's, it's pretty pricey to go in there and pay for the tigers and stuff like that. But Jeff told me he's like, anytime you want to do it, just let me know. And they're opening yeah. up the new park in Playa del Carmen, so okay. that's why he lives down there. That's how we met. We we're down there and we saw him walking down the street. I was like, Ooh. dude, Jeff Lowe, what's up? And we started talking to him, and we hit it off, and we became buddies. Like, we text each other. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, wow. The, the sh I mean, whether he's shady or not, I don't know, and nor do I care. He's very nice. Him and his, yeah. he, his wife is so pleasant, and their little baby girl. Brandon, am I right? How nice were they? Yeah, he's a cool dude. I really like him. Really cool. And he dresses like he dressed on the show. It's like 95 degrees outside. Bandana. This motherfucker's got a leather jacket on <laughs> like, with an affliction shirt. I'm like, you're awesome. Anyway, so yeah. we met this girl. I forget her name, but we had her on the on the podcast. And she does what she, you do. She's a social media influencer. And she was, it was, it was, it was, it was odd. Like the, the, she was with this guy that looked just didn't look safe. Like he was a human trafficking incident, stranger danger type of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And he was taking all these pictures, but she not only was taking pictures and she was an attractive girl, but she was like acting and she dressed up like a rabbit. And it was like this whole thing. It was kind of, so I obviously I had to know. So I went over and asked her, so, you know, what are you doing? And she explains that what she's doing. I was like, well, we're going to record later today. I would love to have you on. She's like, cool. Now, after I asked that, you know, I'm a nice person. I'm not a weird dude. I thought, how weird is that? Some random guy in the pool just asked you to come to his room to record something. So I was like, okay, so maybe I should text her and I'll, I'll, I'll soften the blow. So I text her. I'm like, oh, my wife is so looking forward to meeting you. <laughs> you know, so I was like, just to make sure she felt comfortable. She's like, is it cool if I bring my boyfriend? That was the guy that was with me. I'm like, that's the oddest couple. But this boyfriend, like your boyfriend, just follows her around and takes pictures and videotapes her. <laughs> and so I was, I started to become nervous of them coming over now 
So, Brandon, what did I ask you to do while we were recording? Because our back was towards the boyfriend. He, uh, he made me hide a knife in the couch. In oh, my God. Stab him. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a true story. Wow. But her, her social media, her boyfriend wasn't anywhere to be seen. Your social media, you have pictures of you and your boyfriend. I, I, one would assume that would hurt your social media status. Yeah, some... Uh, I know a lot of my girlfriends here in Los Angeles, if they have a boyfriend, they like nobody like, you know, but you don't really like, know. I think it's like maybe possibly like a turnoff to people that like, like a girl and then they see, Oh, she has a boyfriend or something. Um, so I noticed a lot of my photos don't do as well whenever I do post with my boyfriend oh. rather than solo, but I guess it's the algorithm or something. <laughs> well, are you willing to do you like you got to let's call him Gabe. He looks like a Gabe. Let's just go, <laughs> say, you, you, have you ever, I got tonight when you get home from hacking credit card and talking to people, we need to talk, Gabe. You sit down and you say, <laughs> Gabe, I love you. This doesn't change our relationship, but I just need you to take the pictures. I can't have you in the pictures anymore. <laughs> Is it, it, will it come to that? Um, it's come to the point where sometimes it looks better for my feed. Like, well, it'll be like the same location. We have a photo together, but there's just also a photo of just me. And I think that it would look better on the feed. So usually I like opt out and we'll post the one of just me mm. and then maybe include him in a slider or something. So that's already become kind of a little instance. And I don't know if he loves that so much, but has, has Gabe addressed that with you yet? No. Um, no, not really, actually. So that's good. But you get in the vibe he knows. A little bit. Yeah. I noticed that he sometimes just does like a lot of solo shots of himself. Uh, so sometimes if he wants to like collab on a reel, uh, then I'm like, well, no, it's like literally all you. I don't want that on my page. So that's an odd, odd conversation that a couple has. <laughs> that's a total guy move, yeah. though, right? That's oh, a yeah. total guy. Well, like, I'll, I'll, I'll get back at the hot blonde. I'll take pictures <laughs> of myself. Yeah. Like my wife taking pictures of herself at the beach, and I'm like, "Oh, you want to take a picture like that?" And I'll go take one of my own self, looking all sexy. And I'm like, "Why did it only get two likes?" Yeah, or 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 whatever platform bans you for posting <laughs> vulgar, disgusting pictures. I know a couple of those. I'll take a picture of myself with my shirt off, and it won't even let me post it. It'll say obscene material. You know, nobody wants the fat white guy on the beach. <laughs> Everybody has a type. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, my my wife has a type. The fat white guy, right? Uh, the the other thing that I noticed about your social media and Instagram's your biggest platform, right? Yes. Yeah. Or I would actually say probably Snapchat comes in. In like second, I would say um, on Instagram, I could get anywhere from like three to 5,000 story views. And there's been some days on Snapchat where it's like 10, 15,000 in just a day. The, you have, you know, I really, I really creeped out on your thing just to learn about you. But I went all the way back to the very beginning. You have pictures from when you were a, a, a child. I mean, when you were in yeah. high school and stuff. Again, I would think one would think that that would hurt. You know, I mean, it's, you're you're. Let's be honest, you're catering to an audience. You know, guys are going to look and you take the pictures and you're in the bikini and show the butts and the boobs and all that kind of stuff. And and I get it. Trust me, I've been been around this for a very long time. I get it. But there come there's a fine line between 
I'm looking at what I'm seeing as an adult girl. And then you keep scrolling and then you see this teenager in a cheerleading outfit. That's a, that's a no, no. I mean, that's like, like I felt guilty when I saw it. I was like, Oh my God, I've got a, I've got a daughter that's a senior in high school. And I was like scrolling. I'm like, Oh, Chuck's got a really hot babysitter. Oh my God. My daughter was like throwing this stuff a couple of years ago. You really went far. You really scrolled, man. Why? Well, I, I scrolled the hell out of her, you know, but I had to learn about her. I had to know. But anyway, does that hurt you? Does anybody say anything about that stuff? Like take that out of there. Personally, I think not hurts me because hopefully like no one is looking at those older photos and thinking whatever. But personally, I think in a way it helps me because other people I'll look at their Instagram and they've cleaned out their Instagram like until they got hot or something. Or so like I kind of if if you can go down and look at someone's page and kind of see how they've evolved and what kind of person they've changed into and where they don't have like 20 of their best photos on their Instagram, it's like a few hundred or it's like a bunch dating back from a couple years ago and stuff like that. I personally think that shows more realness and more of like on brand of just being who I am. Um, because my boyfriend is significantly older, I guess you would say by eight years. And so whenever we first started dating, I would have the cheerleading photos. He was like, Oh, I don't want people to know that you were in high school, like a couple years ago. And I was like, well, that's just me. Like, that's who I am. And yes, I was in high school. Yes. I was doing cheerleading. Um, so I don't want to like shed that light off of myself. Cause those were really good years in the cheer world. Brandon white. When she said my boyfriend is eight years older, you like shook your head. Like, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you approved it of that. It was a little shocking, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I guess not, you know, go out there and you want to find a little older guy that's kind of got his shit together. Maybe I met him before I moved out to LA. Um, and I've always hung out with just like an older crowd of people. Like my friends that are my age just don't think the same. They don't like want the same things. They're still my friends, still love them dearly, but I just like can't really hold a conversation with them for a very long time. Or they just like resort to, I don't know, talking about people. And that's just not really my style of being negative. So Gabe's, Gabe's, Gabe's a mature man. That's why we like Gabe. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to know his real name. I just want to always call him Gabe. I like I want Michelle on to I want Michelle to come on every once in a while on the show and just want to talk about Gabe. Honestly, I hate to say it. And Michelle, he doesn't want to know his real name. I think he's actually very close to his real name. When he says Gabe, I think that's close to his real name. Gary. I don't think so. Hey, well, you don't think so. You don't know. It's his four name. letters, right? Oh well, you no. Know. Let's, don't, don't do this. I oh, don't sorry, wanna, sorry. I, I don't want to play the game because eventually you're going to have to have a payoff. I don't, I don't want another game. Do you have anyone, because of your social media success uh, from high school, that you might have dated, uh, like, go, oh, I made a mistake. You know, we should probably start talking again. This Gabe guy's not good for you. He's way old. He's, like, ancient. Oh, I couldn't see myself with anybody from my high school, let alone my like hometown or even in Georgia, I guess I would say. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I I see a lot of people like marrying people they went to high school with and stuff. And like, I just, for me, like high school wasn't the most fun. I hated going to school. Didn't like to learn. Didn't like to wake up. Um, 
so it was overall just like not the most fun, I guess you would say. So now that I'm actually like living and doing my thing and really like dreaming and manifesting things that I'm doing every day, then just a lot of people that I went to school with are just still, I don't think are there yet mentally. So kind of makes it hard to get along or be even remotely attracted to anyone from my school. Yeah. But you had boyfriends in high school. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And they haven't reached out and they're like, Oh man, you know, we should take a picture or something. Honestly, no. Um, one of my boyfriends, I, there was this girl that was always kind of obsessed with me growing up. She would, she would date every single one of my boyfriends. So one of my boyfriends now of four years in high school, um, she is now dating him. She now goes to my same hairdresser. She now goes to like, it's just like, it's just a very, it's a big copy, but I'm flattered if she likes my hair and likes my clothes and stuff, then I'm not <laughs> hating if she copies. So <laughs> she's going to show up at your door one day and be like, hi, can yeah. I stay? You remember me and like look exactly like you. Gabe's going to be like, I met this girl at uh, the store and, and uh, she yeah. looks just like you. And she's Weird. got, she's going to have the boyfriend with her and his name's Chase. Yeah. I guarantee his name. <laughs> the high school boyfriend was Chase. That's like a high school boyfriend name. You know, a new age name, Chase or Taryn. Yeah. Riley. Riley. Riley's there. Yeah, right. They're all Riley's. They're Riley's and Taylor's and Madison's. That's all they are. <laughs> like, for some reason, the parents of the generation just, just like you said, Fuck it. Just, just pick one of the three. I don't care. Let's throw a dart against the wall. So what's the end game, Michelle? What's your what's your end game? You seem to have every you, you don't talk like a 21 year old. You're very mature. You. You're very smart, uh, which you. I can totally appreciate the, the your forward thinking. You look to the future. All everything you've done and said is so impressive. Not that I you need to impress me, but I think it's great for you. But what's the end game? So the end game would just be in, in the end, I just want to help people and just be the best version of myself and be like the nicest possible person that everybody just like wants to gravitate to. Um, but to stem off of that, the end game would be to obviously like build out one of my own brands and make that more successful, um, and create more of a passive income stream um, more than I already am doing now. Um, but I always said to myself, I'm like, whenever I die, I just, all I want to do is just be remembered as a good person and things like that. So whatever I can do, whatever in my morning routine, whatever throughout my day, waking up early, maximizing my day, whatever I can do to set myself and my future family up for the most success and overall just be a good person is what my end goal is. I got a suggestion, you know, because I definitely think that you'll have a brand of sorts. But when you do that, you're going to have to shorten the last name. It's a little tricky. So let's just go with Roski. That just, it's cool. You know, like it's, it's, it's Roski's crystals or Roski's, 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 Roski's crystals, like Swarski's, Roski's, you know, you're Polish. You could do what do they do, brats. Is that what the? I don't think they, I think that's German. Germans, Polish yeah, that's sa- German. sausages, sausage. Kielbasa. What's it's that? Kielbasa. What is it? Kabasa. 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 So Roski, Roski Kabasas. He's got you in the meat. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in the meat business. I mean, like, I mean, just something. I just, I like, I like the R O W ski. Yeah. I, I think that's that's cool. 
So yeah. I, I have yeah. I have one question because I think everybody asked this, and this is something that just really quick. Um, everybody that moves to LA always has that LA moment. When you left Georgia and you went to Los Angeles, did you have a moment like whether it was at a party and celebrities are hanging out, or maybe you were in a bad situation, good situation, whatever? When you moved out there, did you have any of those? Or did she you answered just, that question. I didn't hear that. Yeah, she said when she moved to LA. Her tummy started to feel a little homesick, but when the no, cab driver I mean, like, put the radio on, Jay-Z was playing, and <laughs> right? Wasn't that? <laughs> no, um, I've definitely had, like, a, like it's, it's definitely, like, a, a divide of people that have a job, they are, like, doing their thing, and then there's other people that just go out every single night, that they party, they do drugs, and it's, it's, it's insanity. There's been, I've been at a photo shoot filming for, or shooting for a brand on like a Monday and I'm like holding all these um, jackets, all these clothes. And I'm like, okay, are you guys ready? And they were like standing around like a marble slab and like, they were all just like waiting to do like a bunch of blow or whatever. I don't know if I can say that, but sure. and I was like, are you kidding me? Like it's a Monday night and like, I'm ready to go. We're losing light. And these people are just like cuddled around like a campfire um, so it's definitely been it like, it's, it's definitely like, I've never seen people have as much money or as much things to blow as whatever, as in Los Angeles or ever seen cars like this. But on the other end, I feel kind of like bad for the people that are, are in their like thirties, early forties, and they're still single partying and like have no direction or meaning of life. So it's definitely like a big divide of who's got their shit together and who is just like coasting and living the LA life. Oh, I, I, I have a lot of friends that you're referring to in their thirties and forties <laughs> that are <laughs> still doing that. And they moved out to LA in their twenties <laughs> looking, looking for the dreams. And then I've had friends that have moved out to LA and have become extremely successful, you yeah. know, and they're, they're, you know, major names and done some big things and so on and so forth. You know, I referenced the Miley Cyrus song, not even thinking that your dog's name is Miley. Yes. So you got the Miley Cyrus reference. That made me cool and hip. <laughs> yep. Or whenever people ask what my name is, they think it's like Rochelle or something. I'm like, Michelle, like Michelle Obama. And then people have a laugh and then they understand. So <laughs> what they, can't, they, they can't read Michelle. I mean, you don't spell it differently. Oh, you must be Michelle. Michelle. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> Got it. It's French. Uh, do you think you'll marry uh, Gabe? Um, I think in the, I think who we are as two people, I think we're definitely very compatible. Um, I don't want to jinx anything or, or say anything right now. I'm obviously not looking to get married or have any kids. So whatever happens in the next couple of years just happens. Like yeah. go with the flow, you know. Where's Gabe from? He's originally from California, but grew up in Washington State. Oh. So he was big in like snowboarding and he's a all hippie. That. He's a hippie. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like he's like right. Yeah, he's I like right up your alley. That. You like that? Uh, yeah. Have you met Gabe's parents? I have very many times. We've been together for about two and a half years now. Oh, okay. They like you? Um, They did at first. <laughs> she hesitated. Oh, okay. Then what happened? You start posting these sexy pictures and they're like, Gabe, you need to get this one's a wild one. You need to get rid of her. <laughs> uh, I think just with like any, I guess I always call them like in-laws. I guess there's always some kind of beef, but... 
we're getting through it and everyone's trying to just be a happy family. Oh, you <laughs> said we're getting through it. So it is one particular situation. So what is it that you have to get through? Oh, um, I don't know if I want to like go sure. into it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what um, I do best. I pull this stuff out of people. That's what everybody wants to know right now. Yeah. So um, I don't know if I, I want to like really touch on it or like get all into it. Um, but just some stuff with like me and Gabe trying to live our life and just getting some minor interferences. So mm, the parents want Gabe to do something different, don't they? They want him to be a priest or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. A priest. Well, yeah. I think she's young too. I mean, what you say he's, he's eight years older than you. Yeah. They're, pro yeah, they're, so pro he's they're probably ready to be grandparents. Yeah. And they're probably like, Gabe, get your shit together. You're almost 30 years old. What are you doing with this kid? There's the CEO <laughs> of such and such. Marry yeah. her. She's yeah. ready to have kids. She's 38. It, she's a family friend. Jane has been around <laughs> us for years. You should marry. I, I said from, you know, you, when you played as kids, I said, you guys, you and Jane will get married. Gabe and Jane all day long. Yep. And now we got this Michelle girl in there. Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Michelle ain't having that shit is what she says. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a feeling if it, if it got too rough and too tough and too, uh, too much drama, you're, you're up and out of there. You're just like, oh, screw it, dude. I'm done. You know? Yeah. I've, I've had so much change in my life and I've had um, people, even through high school, like that's why I, like, I have friends in Georgia when I go back. But like none of those people are like, oh, you're my best friend. Like I, we would, we need to have a sleepover. We need to do everything. I feel like I've, I grew up kind of since I always acted different and I did social media. Like always, people were either like making fun of me for doing social media, or they were my friend, or they weren't, or they're. It was just like a bunch of dynamics. So in a way, I feel like I've always grown up like alone. So I've kind of like, yes, I've had my parents, but I feel like all of my like street knowledge and things like that is all like self-taught and I watch things, I listen to things and just kind of like diversify myself from other people. So uh, coming to LA, like I was literally alone and swiping on Bumble BFF, not the dating one, but the BFF. And just like trying to make girlfriends or like swiping, it's like a hot or not. I was like, wow, this feels so wrong to just like <laughs> swipe on a girl and be like, okay, you're pretty. Like I'll be your friend um, type of thing. But through some jobs, then I've met like a good core group of people. Um, but at the end, end of the day, I love to just be at home by myself with my dog and like be super control freak about how clean the apartment is. Um, so that's kind of my vibe that I roll with. Uh, are you going to be in Georgia October 29th? I could be in Georgia any time I want to go. Right. Cause so, we, we got Gabe's points. That's what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we <laughs> need got Delta status. Okay. Well, I, I, you don't have to confirm right now, but I'd like you to be in town that night. Okay. Uh, I'm throwing a party at uh, okay. Tannery Row. And Buford. Oh, okay. I love that place. Yeah, see, there you go. It's our <laughs> second event. It's called Podcast and Pours 2 Halliversary. Big okay. Hall Halloween. We're, we're celebrating Halloween. Uh, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of the show. And we're also celebrating the one-year anniversary of me getting fired. So a oh. lot of stuff going on. We have headlining the Verve Pipe. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Great 90s okay. band. Love the Verve Pipe. And 
distinct grace is plain. Possible little people clowns with baby chainsaws running around. Two, yeah, maybe one of them singing Metallica. We have two Halloween costume contests and uh, DJ and music and all kinds of stuff. You come home, say hi to the parents, say hi to the friends, yeah. you know, and then we can have you out. But, you know, I want to put you up in the VIP, bring you up on stage. Everybody can see you. And that'd be pretty cool, you know? So I'm down. That sounds so amazing. Thank you for the invite. I'll definitely mark yeah. that on my calendar and make that happen. What, what would you dress up as? Do you have any idea what you're going to do for Halloween? I'm always so last minute and now I feel like everyone takes it so seriously and I just I'm like oh my gosh I don't even have the energy to do this I feel like I dress up enough for so many music festivals but if I had to think of something right now I don't even I can't even think of what was was the last thing you dressed up as as in, in a costume I bought it from like Party City last year, my costume. I don't even know what it was, honestly. It was just kind of cute. It had like a skirt. Looked I think it was some kind of like like a a cute cuter nutcracker character. Or I don't even know. Well it's gotta be like girls, that's the night. That's sexy. You just put sexy in it could be sexy insurance agent, sexy airline pilots. It's it's always something sexy right you know it's it's that kind of thing i always like to mix people together like i've been willy wonka nelson spongebob ross garth vader Uh, i don't want to say yet exactly going to be this year because i'm toggling between two really good ideas but uh it'll be a lot of fun brandon's going to go as somebody that actually showered this week so that'll be nice um so it'll it'll be a lot of fun i need to get on pinterest and and get get motivated, get inspired of what I'm going to be. Yeah. Well, let us, let, let, let Chuck know and, and then we'll get you all set up and just let me know how many tickets you need and we'll get you all squared okay. away. It'll, it'll be good. Thank to, you. Be, I appreciate it. Uh, all right. Well, oh, well, before we let you go, I, I got to ask a favor. Okay. Please stop this skydiving stuff. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. Look, I have a theory. This is from an older guy to a younger girl, right? Okay. You never want to die stupid. Every time I see people die in a skydiving accident, I'm like, your dumbass jumped out of a perfectly fine plane. What are you, what are you thinking? You never want to die stupid. You always got to ask yourself that. Is it, if I die doing this, is it gonna the headline going to make me look stupid? Anytime somebody dies in a skydiving accident, you look stupid. So let's stop that stuff. All right? YOLO, yeah. man. YOLO. Yeah. Well, she did Yeah, it. technically, I think it feels safer than driving a car because when you're driving, like when I jump, I can have the choice to jump by myself or with other people. And normally I just jump with Gabe. Um, but if I'm jumping by myself, the only thing that has error would be like user error. So I, if one parachute goes wrong, then you have another parachute which I guess if the other parachute goes wrong too, then you're screwed. But usually the second parachute is like the, you're not supposed to rely on it to save your life, but it definitely will. But I don't know, in my offense, I think that whenever I drive a car, like you're like, oh, who's going to hit me? Who's going to come on this side? Who's going to do this? So I feel like it could be ended just as quick in a car, but I do appreciate what you're saying and Hmm. get where you're coming from. Cause on the road, you have so many other people and in the sky, it's usually just me. Well, birds, yeah, birds, birds. (laughs) They're not that high. Well, eventually, maybe once you get lower, but UFOs, they exist. We've learned that. (laughs) So you jump out of a plane with Gabe. All right. You both are, are jumping separately, but you're going to hold hands and do one of those things. And Gabe's parachute, none of them work. 
Oh, shit. So you got one parachute and only one person can use it. Do you give it to Gabe or do you say, bye bye, Gabe. we had a good time. <laughs> Checked your gear. Bye bye, Gabe. <laughs> yeah. So you just let Gabe and you just watch him just drop, right? And just hit the yeah, ground. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, unless he could like hold on to like my strap or something. But by the time his parachute wouldn't be working, I wouldn't know because if we are like connected together, we each have to turn away and like, yeah, these are these are semantics. I'm just talking in my make believe world. You you're just gonna say, Gabe, please don't hang on to my ankles. This is not gonna work. I just need you to drop. And then the whole time you're watching Gabe go drop fifteen thousand feet, you're sitting in the back of your head like every other woman. You have a plan B, and you're like, I gotta call Rex later tonight. You know, right? Something like that. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely try to save his life, so that wouldn't eat me. Yeah, you, lot, you want to feel good about it, right? You want to say, hey, look, uh, hang on. Oh, never mind. Don't do that. And then you try. Don't slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> try to stay on. G- grab my hand as you gently pull it back. <laughs> Just reach farther. <laughs> I'm reaching. <laughs> I'm trying to get you. All right. Uh, well, you can uh, just Google Michelle. It's C-I-B-O-R-O-W-S-K-I. Uh, we'll link to her social media uh, on this episode as well, of course. So um, thank you so much for coming on. Maybe next time you can just give us a crash course. Help us get better at social media. I do all these bikini pictures and people don't like them. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, if you ever need some tips, just go send me a message and oh, I'll know. give you some tips yeah. on your bikini photos. Yeah, I, just, I think it's the lighting that makes my rolls look big. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is that could what it is? Framing yeah. could you could just turn a different way. Mm. I'll so take some of them after we get done here. I'll take some and send them to you. you. Let me know what I did wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. Maybe it's a I'll maybe there's a, maybe there's a filter or something. What's the one that does the deer antlers? Maybe I need to start use that one. Uh, Snapchat <laughs> isn't that Snapchat? <laughs> oh, there's so many filters nowadays. You can add eyelashes. You could make yourself bald. You can. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Actually, they, I think, I don't know if it's TikTok or Reels. They actually now are suggesting filters for your videos, which, which I thought yeah. was pretty cool. Like I added one the other day and they suggested a filter. Uh, I didn't take their advice. I thought it sucked. So I used a different one, but I was like, I appreciate you guys suggesting it nonetheless. So thank you. Yeah. Or one time they suggested a filter for me and then I like filmed the whole video and then it was going to be like a one take and done. And then I look and I have like blue blobs. Like it was trying to give me blue eyeballs and it was just like on my face. I was like, wow, that's not flattering. So some sometimes their suggestions aren't the best, well, I hof- would say. Hopefully we'll see you Saturday, October 29th. Everybody love to yeah. meet you, especially after this I conversation. Look forward to that. You can bring Gabe. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Gabe's allowed <laughs> to come because we got to use his points to get you here. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm not, I'm not, not promising Gabe is, not going to have to buy his own ticket, but Gabe can still come. Um, Perfect. I'm joking, of course. Gabe can afford it. Yeah, well, Gabe, right. Gabe's going to find a way to pay it for free with points anyway. Yeah, you're so. going to like, why did nobody yeah. pay for their tickets to this thing? And Gabe's over there like, gotcha, what, Jason. Why, why do I have a voucher for a free trip to Orlando? It's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right. Uh, look forward to seeing you, meeting you. Thanks for coming on, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. 
Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters UCI, the word granite.com. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish creategraphics.net c-r-e-a-t-e-g-r-a-p-h-i-x.net or you can call 770-369-9962 770-369-9962 son of a bitch i'll be loving you forever just as long as you subscribe to the bailey show nobody is going to save you now If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Well, thanks for getting her on. She was very pleasant. Amazing. It was good. You know, when you talk to people in that world, you, you, you you don't want to come across as creepy. You know, and I, and I, I don't think I did. Uh, you oh, tried. Really? You tried. No, I did not try. I, that's not my style. It used to be back in the day. But I, I was. I always want to be very respectful. But I, I try to ask questions that people might want to know the answer. Yeah, no, to. I mean, I think you tried not to sound creepy. Oh, okay. And I did not. No, that's where I think we differ. <laughs> Kinda. I mean, you went back. You know, you definitely said you, you, you searched a lot. But it's well, cool, that, man. That's that, my job. I prep. And that's what she does, right? That's her job, right? I mean, she's, right, got, exactly. she's got some great content out there on, on Instagram and Facebook and all that. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, I have to prep. I have to go through and scroll and look at all of her pictures and, you know, I mean, dates all the way back to, you know, high school, middle school. <laughs> just when you say it, you can't win, right? I can't win. You know, just bring up high school and you're fucking weirdo and you're on a list and you can't go within so many yards of a playground and. So I see you got third in that cheerleading. Bad for me. I'm only two years older than her. Yeah. Well, you. Well, you said you. 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 It's not bad for you. Is that what you said? It's probably still bad for me, but not not as bad. I'm only two years older than her. Well, if you ever fucking open up your mouth, you should ask those questions, dude. You could have been the next Gabe. Yeah. (laughs) You know. You could have been Gabe too, Gaber. Yeah, you won't take me to LA, so I could have went with her. (laughs) God, he's still upset about that. (laughs) Because I was originally going to get a job in LA. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, he t- and you told him no? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I said, he goes, well, I'd go with you if, if you got a job out there. I was like, well, let me first ask you. And <laughs> then I said, how much money would you want? And he gives, gives me this ridiculous amount of money that he's not worth. 
And I was like, no, you stay in here. Yeah, ten thousand dollars a year is a lot. Yeah, way too much money. There's no way. <laughs> Maybe five, six tops, possibly. Anyway, um, so Michelle Sibarowski. 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 Very, 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 very nice girl. You don't know that. Actually, both neither one of you guys know this. Because Brandon, I don't think you were on this episode when we discussed my mother. Were you on it? That was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay, that that she texted me. Yep. And I haven't heard anything if you've texted her back or not. Okay, there we go. So that's where we left off. Okay, you know the deal with my mom, right, Chuck? I do, yeah. We haven't spoken in, I want to say 2009. Yeah, 2009. So that'd be 14 years. Okay. Right, 12, 12, 13 years, 13-ish years. We haven't spoken. She's reached out to me a couple times. She tried to get me fired a couple times and this and this and that. And, you know, and I've explained the story before about her taking me to court and for unvalidated reasons and I felt betrayed and this and this and that. So I just, I distanced myself. I'm very much like Michelle actually, where Michelle just surrounds herself with positive people. Uh, and she's got a life that she can do that. Unfortunately, when you get older, sometimes you're stuck with certain people because of a job or what have you. But I, I try to, I try to distance myself from people that are not going to better me. Like, I want to be around people that are smarter than me, which is very difficult. I can see that. Uh, but, uh, you know, so anyway, uh, my family, for the most part, is very negative. You know, they're the people that I talk about, like when I was talking about podcasts and pours too, and wanting to do events like this and sitting in these meetings at my, my old in, place of employment. And they were, the first thing out of people's mouths were how you couldn't do something and how you can't do something and why it won't work versus saying, Oh yeah, we could do it. Let's brainstorm, maybe do it this way and make come up with ideas to make it work. Um, that's the side of the fence I'm on, but usually the world is surrounded by people that are that are on the other side. Anyway, that's how my family is. They're very, very negative. It was always blaming, you know, my brother would blame my mother because she divorced his father and it's why his life turned out the way his life turned out versus saying, no, your life turned out the way it turned out because that's the way you wanted your life to be. You have control of what you want to do in your life. Nobody else has it. You know, that's the only exclusivity that we all have and that's us, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so I grew up around this and watching it and, and learning and being disgusted by it. Watching my mother, who is a master manipulator and a compulsive liar, um, do these things to me. You know, and I said, when I get older, I'm not going to be a liar. I'm not going to, you know, but I, I can manipulate the fuck out of you. And that's just a trait that I learned from her. So, so that's been that. And I've always in my head thought the the next call that I would get would be from somebody I don't know saying that she passed. And if you want to go to the funeral, go to the funeral. And I would have gone to the funeral and I would say, you know, there was a time when things were great. I appreciate the, the good things that you've done for me. It sucks that it ended the way it ended. I wish you nothing but peace. You know, I do love you. I always will love you. You're my mother. Um, rest well. And that's kind of how I envisioned it ending. Well, I get a text from her the other week and she says, Hey, look, I'm 70 years old now. I've got some health things going on. I should be fine. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. I'm very healthy, but I've got this, this, it's a pretty big thing. 
and she's got to go in to have surgery for it in the middle of October. And, um, and she's like, you know, I've got some stuff here at the house, her house that I want to give to you. Her mother, my grandmother, who was my rock, her dresser, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to put it, but, you know, like all these little knickknacks of stuff from our past that she wants to, you know, stick around. Heirlooms. Heirlooms, right, correct. So she says, uh, you know, and I'd like to put my arms around my son one, at least one last time. Well, you know, so I see the, the text. I, re, I reply back almost right away because I didn't want to be rude because she wasn't sure if that was my phone number. I said, yes, this is my phone number. Uh, I got your text. I don't want to be rude. I wanna, I'm responding, but give me a couple days to digest, pri- process this, right? Yeah. So it took about a week and a half, I think. I don't know. I don't know when I first started talking about it on the show, but it, it took me a minute, and, and I, we've been texting back and forth. Just very, on my side, very short, her side, very long talking, you know, I said, okay, you know, how much stuff is it? What is, you know, keeping it almost very business and professional, not mother son type of things. And, uh, you know, Rach is like, what's happening? What's she saying? What's going on? What's it? How's everything? You know, she wants to know all this. There's so much drama. I want to know all the drama. It's like, she sent you pictures of her dogs. That's all she wants to see. She's got seven Cavaliers. She wants to see pictures. I want to go to the fellow farm. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want not having time to be an excuse because this is a very busy time of the year for us, for any parents with kids in school, especially in athletics. You know, our daughter does the cheerleading, does the comp. Uh, my tennis is insignificant, but it's a very busy time of year for when you're a parent. Uh, but I didn't want that to be an excuse, but I don't want to miss any of my daughter's stuff her senior year. I will not miss any of it her senior year. just won't happen. But there is a weekend coming up here that she's on fall break and it's got nothing. It's not actually the weekend. It's like Saturday afternoon to Wednesday afternoon. It's kind of an odd time frame. But because I'm self-employed and I can do this from anywhere, I can get up and go when I need to go, right? So uh, so we we booked an Airbnb and we're going down there. Nikki did the same thing with a thumbs up. Like yeah, everybody's yeah. so happy that I'm doing this. It's great. Nobody's ever, nobody's yet to come to me and say, you're making a mistake. No, you're not. I told you, I said, you better watch out now. If things start going really good, you're, sure. you might end up no, dying. You can't, there's no regrets there, man. You can't set yourself up for regrets in life. Every time you have an opportunity to pose itself, no matter what it is, you got to look at the cons and the pros or pros, cons, whatever. And in this situation, I mean, I've heard you talk about your relationship for years, right? I mean, you've always had this chip on your shoulder. It's yeah. a, and it's a large chip. Oh, it's you know? a very large it's like chip. A, it's like an entire uh, tube of free, of uh, Pringles, right? But the thing is, I mean, this situation, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, um, I think it's, I don't want to say closure because God knows I'm not trying to write anybody off, but there's just no con here. You're, you're giving yourself the opportunity to not have regrets because I guarantee if you don't go, you're going to be like, damn, what if I don't win? You know what I mean? So I think it's great. That's why the little thumbs up. Yeah, that's why I got the little thumbs up. Little thumb up. But I've done this before with her, and I've been disappointed numerous times over and over and over again. Uh, and you always say to yourself, is it going to be different? Is it going to be different? Um, but, I mean, there's there's no doubt this will be different just because I'm older and established. And, you know, it's I, 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 I can easily, I can write people off 
whether they're family or not, easily. I'm not a three-strike guy. I'm a one-strike guy with 99% of the people. There's only a handful of people that I give more than one strike. This motherfucker is one of them right there. And I don't know (laughs) why I do it, but Brandon Thrasher, for some reason, I give him chance after chance. I can't quit him. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, I want to hate him so much because he pisses me off on a daily basis, but I can't. He's like that scraggly mutt at the, the Humane Society that nobody wants, and you can't stop playing with him. Even though he bites you. And he pisses on your floor. Yeah. <laughs> That's that guy. <laughs> uh, you and Bull, you know, my old producer, like the two guys, it's like the only two people in my world, but anybody else, I'll write you off in a heartbeat. I have no problem. Just, you know, I brainwash myself to forget you exist. And if something bad happens to you, that's awesome. But your expectations are low. What do you mean? For oh, for this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There. Oh, I don't expect anything. There you go. I expect to go down there. Here's how I think. Here's how I think it's going to get. Uh, it's going to play out. So we're going to go down there. Rach asked me how I want to do the initial meeting, and I said, "She goes, do you want to go to her house or do you want to do lunch?" I said, "Let's do lunch." And Ariel's coming with me. So this will be an opportunity for, you know, technically her to meet her granddaughter. Right. So, uh, so it'll, it'll, it won't be about us. And I I don't want to be honest with you. I don't want to talk about us. I don't want to talk about the situation. I don't want to talk. I don't want apologies. And there would not be an apology from my side of things because I did nothing wrong, but I don't even want an apology from her. I don't want it to even be brought up. I don't want anything from the last 13 years regarding this to be brought up. And if she's listening to this right now, please don't bring it up. Just let's start from that day forward. Clean slate, man. Clean slate. I don't want to, I know I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, obviously that chip is, you're right. There's no doubt. There's a, it is, it is molded me. You know, it's been part bit too. Let's be honest. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the shock factor. The radio dude is talking about a hates his mother and she took him to court and it's the drama. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of that embellishment that has gone on over the years because I found it as good. Con- I thought it was good content. Dysfunctional families make good content. You know, that's why people are addicted to these reality shows. Aaron Rodgers, man. Aaron Rodgers. He's huge about that. Right. I mean, his family go back and forth all the time. So, uh, but this, I think, is going to play out. We're going to meet for lunch. And then I want to say, because I can't bring this dresser back here. I got a small bed. It's like six, I got a six foot bed. It's going to be sticking out of my truck bed. So I'm going to, I'm going to, let me go pick up the dresser. So Rach and I go pick up the dresser. We'll put it in the truck. We're not that far from Orlando. We're going to drive over to Orlando. We're going to drop it off at our sister's house. Sister will hold it. I'll probably end up refinishing it so I can still use it. Her sister does that. She's a really artsy girl. It's a good move. And then we'll drive back and we'll say, hey, let's meet up for dinner. Or let's meet up tomorrow. We'll come over to the house to see the dogs. You know, so that's Sunday. And then we got Monday and we got Tuesday to kill. So we're going to have to figure out the stuff to do in between. Um, and then we'll just kind of play it by ear. But that's the game plan. So you're going to try to go for four days. No, we are going. We have booked for four days. But four days of visitation? No, just, I mean, we could we can go into Orlando if we want. We can go see, you know, Rachel's parents if we want. I mean, you know, we can, we can, you know, where she lives is kind of a touristy, cool little quaint place and you know, just get away. But you're doing this the first day you get there, you're going to get the dresser. 
Uh, no, we won't get in until late Saturday night, so it'll be Sunday. Which, you know, another thing kind of sucks is football Sunday. So, <laughs> might, might not have to wait. Might, might, might be dinner on Sunday, not a lunch on Sunday. Depends on how your fantasy team's doing. Right. You can make it happen. <laughs> Sorry, I got to wait for that Sunday night game. If, 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 we, if we are doing, um, if we, if we are doing, uh, uh, Sunday stuff like an afternoon like a lunch I'll be looking at the TVs at a sports bar <laughs> and constantly on my phone checking my fantasy what are you doing we haven't spoken in 13 years I can't believe this but Jeff Wilson has scored three touchdowns Tyreek Hill's really blown it up I need you to hold on with all the emotional stuff <laughs> this is going to be good you never had any of these you got perfect parents no my parents are great man yeah, I, you got you, you don't even know what I'm talking about no well I mean you know I've went through situations I mean my uh I have I've had issues with my in-laws. I've had issues with uh, with people I brought into my life where we've had some... Ooh, Megan's parents don't like you. They didn't. They didn't like me for a long time. Wow, uh, really? Why? We, we got into it. I, they thought, well, so... <laughs> so I... I don't, and you know, anybody that's in a relationship, you know, when, when your wife or your significant other's on the phone and you're like, hey, you know, we got to go or, hey, I'm, you know, we got to do X, Y, and Z or we got to be at this place. You instinctively be like, who are you talking to? Like, <laughs> what, what is, what is going on right now that is so important? I'm going to be late to see this movie and, you know, I'm going to miss the, the, my favorite part, which is the trailers. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so they heard this for, for months or maybe years. And so her mom, I think she, well, I don't think she was like. You know, Chuck's really controlling. You know, every oh. time we call you, he's always like, who are you talking to? You know, it's not because I care. It's because I'm, I'm literally like, really? This is more important? Like, why are we not walking out the door? So we had a moment, man, where like I wouldn't travel to Pennsylvania with her um, to, to go back home for, for holidays and things like that because we just didn't gel. I mean. Was her family Amish? Um, I call them Amish. Um, they make a lot of food, but they're Pennsylvania Dutch. Dutch. I was joking. They really are. They, huh? Well, they, they're not like horse and wagon but i mean they make like all the you know, they love potatoes they wear know? solid color clothes no no zippers <laughs> i'm not saying that <laughs> well i don't know i'm asking questions but if I mean, it's not they, true they, 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 you know they, my, my wife swears that it's not abnormal but i mean they, they you know they cook potatoes a lot which is always the thing that got me like it'd be breakfast time and i'm like what are we having for breakfast and they're like potatoes and i'm like potatoes with what and they're like nothing just potatoes and i'm like who the hell so i would to piss off her parents i would go to chick-fil-a oh. and get like chick-fil-a breakfast and coffee and bring it back and i started getting the you know we have coffee here we have potatoes here you know, too yeah but potatoes take like six hours to cook and i'm sitting there like gee it's 9 30 in the morning i'm starving and it's starch i gotta have like real food so anyway so they came they came to visit <laughs> they came to georgia about uh six months ago or whatever and um, to her parents' credit, man, it was the coolest thing ever. Um, they le they left. I had not said a word to them. They stayed with her brother who lives in Georgia as well. And uh, they're like almost to Charlotte. And they were like, we're turning around. We're going back to Georgia. We're going to sit down with Chuck and we're going to bury this thing. We're going to figure it out. So we sat down and we started talking. And uh, everything they brought up, I'm like, that's not me. That's her. And Megan's like, yeah, that's... That was my decision. You know, like, why didn't you go on family vacation with us in 2018? You know? And I'm like, I wanted to go. But so you threw your wife under the bus. Well, I didn't have to. She was throwing herself under the bus. She's like, no, that was me. So by the end of the conversation, we got really, really, I mean, it was good. And, and her mom and dad said something to me, which, which resonated, and I still do it. And they said, look, text us. You know, call us once in a while. Yeah. Just say hi. Yeah. So I literally will text your dad or text your mom and be like, hey, I hope you're doing well. Uh -huh. And uh, we made the decision at that point. We said, you'll always be honest with each other. If something pisses you off, you immediately call the person on it. So if I'm here with you and you say something that I'm like, did he just take like, a shot at me? I'll be like, whoa, that sounded like you took a shot at me. 
and then we can explain it, talk about it, and have an open line of communication. It's done wonders for our relationship, and uh, you know, I think that's what you should do with, with, uh, with my your mom. mom. Oh yeah. Well, her texting skills are horrible. <laughs> I can't do that. She's like Nate's dad. And texts <laughs> like a book, and I love Nate's dad. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like I got to carve out an hour and a half of my day, <laughs> and it's not only reading them but deciphering them because there's no like punctuation at all it's just one big uh, run-on sentence with no capitalization that's brutal and it just goes on and on like i literally have to print it out and i have to put little sticks to like separate the sentences and it's like what did she drink more ovaltine oh it's very weird i think i deciphered this one <laughs> i got it um so i learned that i, I don't I, I do communicate with rachel's mother every once in a while Especially if I'm flying her in or something, I'll text her and I'll say, hey, look, I got your tickets, check your email and that kind of stuff. So we do have that kind of communication. I learned that from my first wife because I made the mistake of not doing that. And I did not realize how much they loved me. You know, her mother is now since passed. Very, very sad because she was such a wonderful woman. Um, but they loved me a lot. And I pushed them away. Just like I pushed every other relationships parents away because I didn't grow up with that. It made me feel uncomfortable to be loved by another person's family to what I had a girlfriend, um, first girl I ever lived with this girl, Lisa, and she was from South Florida on the uh, right side. And her dad, they were very, they were, they were, they were well off. I mean, they weren't crazy rich, but they were well off. And one Christmas, uh, we were both, I think still at UCF or we're just graduated or something like that. But we were young and starting our careers and stuff like that. And she was like, hey, and I wasn't talking to my mom at that time for one. I mean, this has been on and off. It hasn't just been the last 13 years. There's been gaps of like three years, four years and stuff like that. So I wasn't talking to my mom. I had no place to go for Christmas. And I didn't really care. I was like, that's fine. I'll just, you know, I've spent Christmases at strip clubs and Christmas Eves at Hooters and I've done the whole shebang. It's very, by the way, if you've ever, if you want to be sad on Christmas, go to a strip club. <laughs> you would think that it wouldn't be sad. It's the fucking saddest thing you could ever possibly do because not only are you sad that you're there, you're sad that the girls that are dancing are there. Yeah. Like you start to put things into perspective. Like what is my life fucking come to that? I'm sitting in this shitty strip club with two girls that have bruises on their thighs with a, a full Christmas buffet. It's a special day, you know, not even with Christmas food, you know, mm -hmm. it's very, very sad. Supporting the fact that these kids have no mom there for Christmas Eve <laughs> and you're there like, well, <laughs> Turkey can wait. Yeah. Show me some titties. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, um, I remember being this going to this girl's house for Christmas and I wake up on Christmas day, you know, and I, I brought them each something that I could afford and we wake up and I didn't know what to expect. I, I, I was preparing myself. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit back and watch everybody. Open. You know, I don't want to get in their way. It was very nice of them to invite me, but I don't want to get in the way of their traditions or whatever it is that they do. They got me all this stuff. It was, I mean, you know those like Hallmark movies where the orphan kid gets fostered by the really good family and just doesn't know how to act when given, like treat it like a normal child? And I'm into my 20s, right? And I'm like, that's how I felt. I remember waking up and I was like, not that I ever wanted a glass chess set because I don't know how to play chess, but that was like the sweetest thing ever. They got me a glass chess set. I'll never forget that. 
You had, was, to, you had to return all the silverware that you had pocketed the night before. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god! Can't believe I went into that man's wallet last night. God, what a dick! <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave this credit card somewhere. It looked like it fell out of his pocket. <laughs> but I, I remember just that feeling, and, and and you know maybe in my next life it'll be different. But I, uh, outside of when I was a kid and being surrounded by family, and it was loving, and but it was it was never like that really because at the start of five, my first stepfather was a dick. He was abusive physically and mentally, so there was always that feeling of walking on eggshells or saying something wrong on any given day. I've never had that hallmark family moment, you know. So like when I I would push these people away from me. And I always wanted it. I yearned for it with my mother. Yearned. Like, I, I, would, I would go so over and beyond, not only in my head, but in real life, that it became unattainable. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, you're trying too hard. You know, it's like, you're, you're, you're just trying way too hard. And then you get burned. You get scorned. You have that now, though. I mean, I see, I see your socials, man, from from like Christmas and the holidays, and you. I mean, I've even been, you know, to your place for a couple like a birthday parties. You do a great. I mean, you're 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 the Hallmark guy. Man. Well, now I am because I wanted it, so I had to make it myself. That's great. But as the kid, I was never that. You can do the matching pajamas, like you got the oh, whole. Oh, whole we do thing the done. matching pajamas. <laughs> you got oh, it. Oh yeah, I, I do. We do everything. It made you the man you are, man. It, exactly. That's why I always say failure is part of the 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 blueprint of success. Like you have to fail. You have to go through the hell and the fire and all that bullshit. You have to swim through 300 yards of shit to get out of prison in order to be free. You have to shawshank yourself. I was just going to say that. Right. So, um I'm a big fan of that. Now, you say that to people that have never experienced that, they tell you you're crazy. They're like, why would you ever want to experience that? Well, you don't want to experience it. But if you experience, you got to make the best out of it. You are correct. Best case scenario, you grow up in a perfect world. It exists. It happens. Um, very rarely, though. Yeah, I agree. Very, very rarely. So I'm going to see her. So we'll have uh, an episode here. In the, I'm going October 9th, I believe, is the day. So That's the day Nate gets back. Yeah, it's yeah. So it's almost it, that's another thing. It's, it it kind of worked out perfectly, where I'll get back to record the show. The first show he'll be back from Greece. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Gonna have her on the show? No. Mm-mm. No. No. You know that's always been my go like my ultimate bit for the radio <laughs> was to have uh, my biological father on the air, uh-huh. but, but but call him cold call him prank him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not let him know as me. Like, do you remember June seventh, nineteen seventy-five? Yeah, it was kind of a big day. I'm gonna give you some hints. I'm gonna give you some clues. That's what I did when. So I ran into uh, some of you might know the story. I've told it before, but the I ran into my first stepdad. The guy was abusive. It was on my honeymoon, and it was the first night of our honeymoon in Amelia Island, which is by Jacksonville. Florida. And it was just the way the whole night turned out was like, we, we were going to a restaurant. We decided not to go to that restaurant because I was being picky. And I was like, I wanted to be by the water. So we went to this other restaurant. They sat us in this one spot and I was like, nah, we don't want to sit there. So they sat us in a different spot and we sit down and we order drinks. I was a captain and diet guy at the time. I ordered my captain and diet and my back is turned to this noise of a man laughing and my then wife said that she has never seen anyone, not just me, 
turn as pale white and frozen statue like I did. It was, you know, like when you hear people say they get triggered by something and their body takes over and you're like, that's bullshit. You should be able to control that. That shit's real. I mean, I'm a grown ass man, not small, can take care of myself. And I was triggered by this laugh that made me like a child terrified. Like I was scared to death and, uh, and I didn't even know I did it, you know, until she like snap out of it. And, and I found out it was him. It's like, isn't that like the thing with the, like, like the whale, the new movie, the whale with Brendan Fraser. And they said it can trigger people with eating disorders, something like that, where you just like PTSD. Is that what it, I mean, it's exactly what it is. So you, you heard that laugh and you were like, yeah, it was this laugh, the specific laugh and I was, so when I, I always said that if I ever ran into him, that I'd put a fork in his eye. Okay. That's the guy. I, 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 and I had no problem doing it. This guy was a dick. Right? I mean, really abusive asshole. So I, I grabbed my fork. I was like, I'm ready to go. And so I had to figure out it was him first. And I asked the waiter, I said, hey, can you see what the credit card is that the, the, the name on the credit card? I think I know that guy. Guy comes over and he, before he even opens his mouth, I go, never mind. He didn't pay with the credit card. He goes, yeah, how'd you know? I go, he paid with cash. Never had a credit card. Hated him. Was totally anti-credit card. And I said, uh, can you just go over and ask if his name is Lloyd Lewis Cole with two L's? And he says, okay. So he goes over there and I was like, don't tell him it's me though. He's like, all right. So he goes over there, figures out, comes back, goes, yeah, that's his name. I go, and I'm shaking, like terrified fucking shaking right now. So I walk over and he's sitting there with three older women. The dude's 90 years old now. And this was 2004. Okay. So, so he's in his seventies at this point. Yeah. He's in the seventies. You could take him at that point. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I had a dog in the fight I mean, he could have been in his prime. and I would beat the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. So he actually was in the Air Force, too. Like Sorry. So. I apologize. <laughs> he flew fighter, like the old school fighter jets, with the big antennas oh, in the front. Damn pilots. And so uh, I walk over there and I, I said, uh, excuse me, do you know who I am? And he starts laughing like, oh, did we win something? Just this goofy fucking shit that he'd always do. And I was like, and I still had the fork in my hand. And uh, he goes, now. And the, and the ladies are like, oh, you have a fan. And they think it's a joke. And I said, this is not a joke. I'm dead serious. Do you know who I am? And the table got weird, obviously. And he goes, no, should I? I said, yeah, you should know who I am. Remember Joan? You know, I said my mom's name. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah. I said, remember her youngest? He goes, oh, my God. He goes, how the hell are you? And he goes to shake my hand. I said, put your fucking hand down, dude. I said, this, I go to the ladies. I go, this guy's an asshole. He is abuser. He beat my mother. He beat me. He's a horrible fucking human being. There's no way in life this guy's changed. You're an asshole. And I got to tell you something, dude. I've got this fork in my hand because I always said if I ever ran into you, I want to fucking poke it in your eye. I was like, but I just don't feel like going to jail on my honeymoon. Fuck you. And I walked away. Did he say anything? He came over and sat down at our table. Yeah. And ordered a drink. (laughs) And he goes on to explain his life and how it's been a disaster. He never got his pension from the airline because he got fired for taking this uh, drug, this heart medication he wasn't supposed to take. And he turned into a bartender, then a bus driver. Uh, his whole life is it went down the shit. And at that time, this like euphoria came over me. I was like, I won. 
I didn't need to put a fork in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you believe that, you know, things happen for reasons and good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. You leave, believe in a Lord above and the universe and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it happened. And I was like, this is great. I said, you need to leave now. I'm happy to know that your life sucked. <laughs> I was like, and you're going to die because you're old with your life sucking. And that makes me so happy. Now get the fuck out of my table. And he left, and I apologized to my wife at the time. So. <laughs> sorry for ruining the first night of our honeymoon. Sorry, sorry for the interruption. <laughs> the attempted murder was a slight distraction from the love I have to you. The attempted murder. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about just the idea of putting a fork in a man's eye. Yeah, I, I, I'm getting this weird, uh, this weird trend. Like with the fork in his eye, he's got Brandon, you know, hiding knives in Mexico. I, I'm just like, man, you you gotta. I'm not, I'm not going to mess with you, man. I'm kind of worried about being in the studio right now. What do you got hidden in here? Oh, go open up that door. Shut up. Go open up the door. But before we do the one question with Brandon, we want to finish <laughs> things up here because I got somebody that needs to do some work in the studio. Just go open up that door. Go. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Why? What? Why? You're, what are you talking about? What? Why? You're the military guy. Yeah, man. I I've got I've got a bug out bag, a survival vest. I don't know what that thing is on the wall. Is that a, a Game of Thrones dagger? <laughs> no, I've got a I've got a uh, I've got a couple different swords in there. Did you see the German battle mace? <laughs> what are you fighting with? What are you fighting dragons? Are you, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Look at all the knives up there, though. See all the knives? No, but this is. Yeah, you can bring it over. Uh, Brandon, you've seen all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah you're. Oh, that's your that, that's my gladiator sword. That's cool. That's badass. I tell you, if it was an apocalyptic world, I would I'd bring that with me. If anybody breaks in, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> this guy's got, what the hell? Is that badass? I mean, it's badass, but it seems very like, what's the guy's name? Isn't it Sean Taylor from the Redskins? Yeah, they the got shot. In, yeah. He couldn't have a gun, so he had like a sword. Yeah. So he didn't work out. Yeah, um, yeah man, this is... Legit, but I don't know if I'd use it for home defense. Oh, well, that you don't have to worry about that. I've got firearms. Oh, God, I don't want to. Uh, go, go over to my desk. <laughs> just go. Just go. You, you can't. You can't. You can just see what it is. But look behind the chair. To the left on the side. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that cool? A little sneaky. Denzel Little sneaky thing. Yeah, I'm ready to go. The equalizer, man. You're ready. You should feel good to know that I'm your friend, that hey, if, if anything goes down. That's right. I'm coming I'm coming to Roswell. I'm good. Just yeah. in case. Now, granted, all my firearms are airsoft guns, so we, we, we'd have to load up on some. Uh, they're a lot cheaper than bullets, plastic pellets. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they, and they look like real guns. So hopefully we'll be able to secure the zombies or the Russians or the Chinese or the aliens, you know, pick. Pick your pick your. It's going to be one of the four, right? That we're going to have to fight. I think the aliens is your uh, best bet right now. I agree. I think the aliens, uh, it's, uh, they're they're coming. They're here. Anyway, that's another show. Um, Brandon, are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. One question with Brandon. All right, Brandon, B Man Thrasher, Thrasher Services. Go ahead. Well, I'm sorry I lied to you guys and said it was getting cooler outside because this week has been hot as shit. And you know what that means? Your grass is still growing and you're going to need that mowing and then trimming into edging. And then when it finally gets cooler, you're going to want your leaves picked up, maybe a little trimmy trim around the house to get it ready for spring next year, you know. And you know the guy you got to call, Sparky's Lawn Service, Andrew Sparks, the owner, veteran-owned and operated. 
since 2020. Give them a call or shoot them a text. Real convenient, 706-897-2199. Or if you like using email for some reason, sparkyslawn at gmail.com. Nicely done. All right, what's your one question? All right, all right. If you, if you punch yourself in the face and it hurts, are you weak or are you strong? <laughs> That's a good one. If you punch yourself in the face and it hurts, are you weak or are you strong, Chuck? So, isn't this like, it seems like a fight or flight question. You know, where they say like, you know, you, you have people that are in relationships and they call the police and they say they've been abused and they have a black eye. And, you know, the, 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 the theory, which I don't know if I'm like it's true, it's like, you know, you can never hit yourself hard enough that you're going to give yourself a black eye. Your, your brain just won't let you do it. Just right? like they say you can't stab yourself. Can't drown yourself, right? right? Things of that nature, or whatever. Um, to answer the question, I mean, I think if you punch yourself in the face and it hurts, you're definitely strong. I agree. That's, that's, that's. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with strong as well because it's the initial punch. <laughs> I like to start with the initial, the catalyst. It's the initial punch that you're going to base this off of, not the end result. Well, no, you're actually also the end result, right? So you're saying you guys can't punch yourself in the face? You can, but you're, you, you can't punch yourself hard enough like, to no, knock yourself out. Knowingly, like you can punch yourself in the face, but I don't think you can knowingly punch yourself hard enough to give you a black eye. Definitely not to knock yourself out. No way. Well, maybe not a black. I mean, I could probably punch my nose pretty hard. It'd probably hurt. I don't think you can. You're like Chuck was saying. I agree. Your brain won't let you do it. I mean, if you're, if you're, you're going to flinch, if you're if you're insane, it's different. Like if you're crazy and you're in the nut house, your your brain's not functioning. But for a quote unquote normal brain, normal human being, you cannot do that. <clears throat> now, if you're under dist- uh, duress, right, and and it's a situation like. You know, it's like, oh my God, I need to stab myself real quick so they, 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 it looks like he did it so I get out of trouble. In the heat of the moment, you're going to be able to do it. But right now, just chill. There's no way you could do it. So I you mean, couldn't hurt yourself right now? No way. No, I, I, it has to be a situation. I mean, you're more than willing to try right now, Brandon. I promise you. <laughs> if, if you want to be the video snap of the, of, the, of the show, you are more than welcome to go ahead and... Give yourself a good old soccer in the eye and see if you get a black eye or knock yourself out. I think the nose thing is a little bit tricky though, because you could act. I mean, you could hit your nose, not realizing how hard you're hitting it, and it's going to bleed, right? I mean, you can make your nose bleed from picking it. But when you talk about a black eye or something significant, nah. I'm just I saying it hurts. Yeah, you know, I didn't say a black eye. Just like you're, ah, damn, that hurt. I didn't feel good. Well, that's because you're weak. <laughs> okay. I, I, I still so you're going I, with weak now. <laughs> yeah, but I still don't think you you your brain would let you do it. You know, I've said this before about the knife thing, and I think Nate, of course, disagreed with me, but I've always heard that you can't consciously stab yourself. We used to, what? We used to poke each other with needles all the time in our own fingers. Yeah, I'm talking about a blade, a knife. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I, I poke myself with needles all the time, too. I mean, I go get stuck with needles twice a week, but, I mean, once a week, but to take a blade, a six-inch blade, and say, I'm, you never hear somebody says, I'm going to commit suicide by stabbing myself. Isn't that what the Japanese did? The seppuku or whatever? The, the, kam- the kamikazes. I think if they, uh, they, there was a thing where if they, if they failed, then they would have to do that. They well, that's, a, yeah, that's the, the plan. Yeah, but no, if they failed, if they, if they couldn't do the kamikaze thing, then they would oh. insert it. But I think you're right. I've never, and, and, and so I, I did criminal investigations for years. And I mean, I responded to 
hundreds, hundreds of suicides where you'd go and, and you'd see, obviously, hangings, gunshot wounds, slicing them open, getting in the hot water, um, things of that nature. I only came across one drowning, and I've never came across somebody that actually... Stabbed himself. Inserted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through the, I've never seen that. Right. Exactly. That's, that's next level. Because like the gunshot, even though you're pulling the trigger, the gun's doing all the work. When you hang yourself, you're putting the noose around your neck, but the rope is doing all the work. Gravity is, you know, fuck you, Isaac Newton. You know, that's who's doing all the work, right? Um, slicing your, your wrist, you're not feeling anything, hence why you do it in the warm water, and you just kind of fade out and go. The pills, that doesn't hurt to take a bunch of pills. You know, and it might suck once they start going through your system, and you're like freaking out. But, um, but the knife, you're gonna feel, you're you're gonna see it, feel it. That's like I don't understand why people jump off bridges. Like that's the craziest of them all. You're watching your the end. That's nuts. You know, it's like you could go to the Golden Gate Bridge and jump. Are oh, you crazy? <laughs> that's the most in bizarre. The guy from Bed Bath and Beyond, the CEO that jumped. You know, from the, the, the top of the high rise or whatever. That's nuts. Why would you do that? That's so much time to think about the end of the day. You know? Carbon monoxide is probably the easiest. Of course, yeah. Listening to uh, Motley Lou. Yeah. You know, sw- home sweet home. Sit there in your garage and just... Vroom. I had a buddy do that to himself. Bar owner. Back in the day. He was a buddy. He was a friend of mine. He used to party. Nice guy. And I never knew he... Uh, how do we get to suicide from your fucking question? But <laughs> I, 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 I never, I never knew he, you know, he, he, he thought that way, you know, and it was very, very sad, but he was in his garage. He was like one night he got home, he was drunk and it's like, I, I'm going to end it. It's mm. crazy, you know, but so I'm going strong. You're strong. Chuck's going strong. Are you strong or are you weak? No, I would like to think strong because if you can beat your own self up, you're probably strong and you think it'd probably hurt someone else also. So that means you probably are. I guess you'd have to see how much force you hit yourself with and then hit someone else to see if they felt the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one, though. I liked it. And once again, that was a good Sparky's read. Andrew appreciates that. I think he's going to be at Podcast and Pours, too. I believe so. Um, he's tagged me on something once again on our social media. Very active on our social media. I love you guys that are, like, overly active. On our social media, um, especially the ones that share the stuff, you know, uh, Oh, and Andrew put something about the podcast in Pours 2, and he's a sponsor, and he's you got to go to this event. He tagged all of us. God, that's the good stuff right there, folks. So please share some of our content, at least to one person in your network. If you could do it once a week, that's all I ask. Uh, thank you very, very much. Um, get your tickets for podcast in Pours 2. This weekend, it was huge. You know, there is a cutoff point to when the $40 tickets go to $50 tickets. And there's definitely a cutoff point for VIP tickets that are 100 bucks that you get special seating, uh, all-you-can-eat food, and a drink ticket. Uh, those are selling crazy fast. We're well over half sold for VIP. So if that's something that you want to invest in and go to, that's cool. If you want to be a sponsor and be a part of our Haunted Vendor Village, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to take a lot of sponsors because of the space. Uh, I probably have it about half filled right now. So I can take, you know, a handful more sponsors if you want to be in. But you're going to get the not only the, the, the table in the Haunted Vendor Village for people to stop by, but you'll get branding on the televisions behind the stage. So your your logo is going to be throughout the entire evening. It's, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and then you also get two VIP tickets included. Can I, can I ask one question? I've been getting a lot about this event. Hmm. And uh, if you don't know the answer, just let me know. So 
is the VIP or are there any options for people to get meet and greets with um, the Verve Pipe? I'm asking them that. I don't know if I maybe that's that's a question that I have uh, with their management. So I know Brian's going to be on uh, here within the next week or something from the Verve Pipe. But again, the Verve Pipe is playing our show. A podcast is putting on a party that booked the Verve Pipe. That's cool. Huge. Also, Chuck's band, Distinct Grace, all veteran band, new album that's out, coming out. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have two Halloween costume contests. Please come dressed. We'll have a, a generic one that we'll do at the end for everybody there that wants to participate. Because we're going to have people there that have no idea who we are, that are just seeing it from Tannery Row or whatnot. And then we'll have the dollar store less is more. Um, and I told you earlier uh, in this episode how to do that. So... Uh, live recording of the BS. So if you want to show up to Tannery Row in Beaufort early, like to watch the UGA Florida game, they'll have that on all their televisions. And you can come dressed and, you know, just sit there and watch the end of the game and then show your ticket because once it's over, we start. We'll immediately start doing the recording of the show before Distinct Grace goes on live DJ. So all the good stuff. Podcastthebs.com. Please, please get your tickets sooner than later. Do not wait to the last minute, please. And if you're a sponsor, reach out to us. Again, on the website there, there's a special section that you can fill out and it'll come straight to me. Brandon, you got anything before we go? Get your Starbees coffee design before that one gets taken down too. Yeah, you know, probably you're right. Uh, oh, is that one up there for people to buy? That was just put up there for me, actually. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I saw it on the store when I was scrolling through. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just had Nate do that for my daughter because it's Starbees. It has nothing to do with the show. It's like, can oh, you, I, just, I thought you made a joke last week or something. No, 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 no. I, I, I came up with the idea, and I was like, hey, Nate, can you do a graphic for me? And put it up on the merch store, and he just never took it down. So I don't think anybody's buying them. But <laughs> our books will do the work for us. <laughs> uh, all right, Chuck, got anything before we get out? Yeah, man, just uh, please, anybody, go to distinctgrace.com. Uh, distinctgrace.com. Go to our socials. Uh, we are so excited about doing October 29th at Tannery Row. That's our second show that week. We're doing October 25th as well, a charity event for West Leukemia Foundation at 37 Main. That's a very small, small event. So it's if right across the street. Right across. I mean, right down the road. So yeah. if you guys uh, go to that, please like us on social media. Check out our new music on iTunes or anywhere that music is streamed. Um, it's huge for us, and we appreciate all you guys. Can't wait to see you. Well, thanks for uh, filling in. And if you want to fill in for a couple more shows, you're more than welcome to do that. Uh, I think we're going to have Catherine Blanford come in for a couple shows coming up and fill in, but uh, love to have you back. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Please, please like and share all of our social media. Have yourself a great day for your day. Talk to you soon. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.